welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Is that Bosley? Is that Bosley? It's the ghost of Bosley. Bosley? It's a a spiritual time right now. Hey, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Wow, and we are in full-blown summer right now, It's the Indian summer that we expect every October. It's beautiful. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. And we had some guests from out of town dropping in from Alaska. Awesome guests. They were, I know. They were very and handsome like, couple. Very yeah, beautiful. I loved it's them. It's like this basically year-round. It was like 80 today. It was beautiful. Right. It was, yeah. Um, but we had a lot of fun in the garage today. I set up the mini bike challenge course with the seesaw and the ladder of death and the coffee grinder. I saw somebody made the ladder of death into the a seesaw ramp. <laughs> <laughs> into the ladder jump of death. Ladder jump of death. Um, we'll get into that in a sec. Hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I am the captain of this ship. Doot, doot. That explains, <laughs> that explains a lot. Oh, joining us in the studio on the Classic Girl Couch, it's Miss Arlette. <laughs> I have to be classy now. Yeah, you're on the classic girl. That's a lot of pressure. Oh. And you're sitting right next to Miss Emma. Aloha, darling. Aloha. And I am the chief engineer and um, tea maker on this ship. I feel the the tea maker. Yeah, the tea maker and the you're um, the definitely the pot stirrer. <laughs> One tries, darling. <laughs> One tries. And so. as I like to say, always the smartest man in the room, the one who sits next to the open window. It's Naked Jim. Oh, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the chief, uh, the <laughs> chief wanker. <I> think. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why he sits next to the window. Yes, and it, oh, no, oh, it was you earlier with the other letter, the other letter sound. And I would like to point out, I am the smartest man in the room, only because I You're am the only man in the room. Lucky me. Yeah. Well, if only we were including the people who aren't in the room but are here. First up, it's everyone's favorite Wheelie King. It's award-winning Mike. My new name is Wheelie Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's, it's just the timing of a picture can make or change your reputation, right? Yeah. It's just absolutely. Uh, there's just a great picture of you riding in the desert doing a full like like wheelie, and if that had only been snapped like a second later, might what what might it have looked like, Mike? Um, <clears throat> grinding into this the uh, dry uh, what do you riverbed? <laughs> oh, just me and my bike. We can actually make that picture happen because uh, Jim Jim uh, videoed it and took a still shot of the video. But you know so. what? Luckily for you, that picture was taken at just the right moment, and you will be the wheelie king now. Yeah, I'm really cool. It was. I, I will say, I was there. I'll vouch for it. It was the most bitchin' wheelie ever. So hats <laughs> off to Mike, because he gave it full send, and it was a bitchin' wheelie. There you it go. was returned to sender. Yeah, it did get returned to sender stamps. <laughs> it was par Avon. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't have enough postage on it. You know who could probably give you some really good tips? That would be Bagel. Howdy. Greetings ba- from Oregon. Hello, ba- Bagla. Bagel, can you wheelie yes. your scooter? Uh, I can wheelie some of them. Uh, I don't ah. prefer to, but uh, <laughs> it is possible. Too much to lose, not enough to gain, huh? Yeah, basically. 
I, I don't like doing body work. I get it. I get it. And then we have, um, hopefully, Knock and Stumpy John will be joining us. But they're late, so screw them. Dope. I know, because we got a lot to talk about. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about real quick, a big shout out and thanks to John Dalton, who came by yesterday to help me move all of the donation gear to its new location. Right. Oh, yeah? Where's oh, yeah. that? Next door. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's a nice spot, though. It's, lot, it's very roomy. Yeah, my parents uh, next door had that big garage and... <clears throat> Not a lot of stuff on the shelves, so I cleared out a whole section, and we've got, it looks like a little, um, uh, what do you call a fancy little store? A little boutique. boutique. It's a, a little boutique. boutique. It does. Yes. For, for the free re- The Recycle gear. Boutique. Yes. The Recycle Boutique. It was exactly. an open studio this weekend. So there you go, open motorcycle leather studio. And yeah. rubber. We should so, advertise that. Ooh. Leather and rubber. <laughs> the smell of oil. This is going to be very popular. Oh God, yes, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. But as a way of thanking John, I said, "Let's go for a little ride and get some tacos because you know, live to ride, ride oh, to eat." Yeah, That's everyone loves motto. tacos. Yes, yes. So we decided to ride up to Felton and go up Highway Nine. Well, for those of us who aren't from here, Highway Nine is just local. Just a little two-lane meandering up through the redwoods, following a river, and nice little twisties. But you usually get behind cars, so it's not really right. a fast-paced road. Just a nice, fun little twisty through the redwoods. But the weirdest thing happened. Well, a couple. First of all, I took the KLR650 because it was the closest to the door. After riding the CB150F in Pakistan, I could not get over how much of an unwieldy gorilla the KLR felt like. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Like, ugh, having to, like, push it through the turns. Well, the sheer size <laughs> of the plastic and gas tank in front of you. I mean, you know, there's so much plastic on the front of that bike. I have to work um, my way up to the Africa Twin, I think. And, and Liza, now you know how I feel when I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I was kind of getting used to it, but... We're behind cars. We're not going fast. And I'm just kind of just enjoying the ride. <clears throat> but then um, I was getting annoyed because we were stuck behind two cars going really slow. And then I saw why. They were stuck behind a motorcycle. A yellow oh, no. Ducati. Oh, no. Oh, no. With a guy in full leathers doing about 25 miles an hour when 35 is like the norm for cars and 45 for bikes. Doing 25. And we're like, what the hell? And he finally pulled over and let everyone pass. And he fall- he dropped in behind me. I was going to try and see who he was. And by the first turn, he was so far behind, I couldn't even see him. So weird. Because how- that's so rare, right? Well, did you get the backstory? None. Just some random None. dude. So I went up, had some tacos, went over to Mason George's shop and chatted him up for a bit. And then I was heading back down to town, taking nine again. And I got stuck behind a car, stuck behind another motorcycle. I'm like, what the heck is going on? You're on Highway 9. This was a zero DS. Both of these bikes extremely capable right. to mm-hmm. go at a good clip on that road. 
both of them Sunday drivers out on a Saturday taking their sweet time. It was kind of embarrassing. That is kind of as lame, a biker, you right? Know? As a, for bikes, it's kind of lame. I know. But I will say, if you're going to go on Highway Nine on a weekend, you're going to, regardless of what's in front of you, oh, it's yeah. going to be in front of you. There's going to be so, traffic. I would like. That to, does suck when it's a bike. I would I like know. to share my Highway Nine story. Oh, you got one. Oh yeah. So years ago, um, I was driving transit in this town in Santa Cruz. And keeping fairly odd hours because, you know, oftentimes if you drive transit... For, you the, are the, car, for the cartel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You are the first person to arrive at work and the last person to go home at night. So um, this particular week, it was in the fall, right around this time, October time, maybe November. And I was finishing work at about one fifteen in the morning. And I was living up in Felton. And I had an old GS1000. And I used to go up Highway 9 to get home. And I'm riding home. It's about 1.30 in the morning. Ooh, okay. That's wi- I, that's like wildlife hour. And I'm like, I'm not alone here. It's the strangest feeling. Yeah. And I look to my left and there's nothing. And I look to my right and there is a mm. giant fucking buck. See? Keep, <laughs> keeping pace with me. Oh. About four or five feet away just running alongside me and of course he was big enough that even sitting on my gs thousand you know we were sort of eye to eye and i thought oh god almighty if he changes direction well he probably had nowhere to go it's probably a drop off on the right and then you on the left right done and it seemed like an hour but it was it was three or four seconds and then he just darted off to the right but it was the weirdest feeling emma speaking of big fucking bucks Knock is here. Yes. Hey. yes well, yeah. no, no. It was very appropriate as you were walking through the door. Look at you. Yeah. All this testosterone bubbling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bubbling. You're a bubbling cauldron of testosterone, Knock. I'm yeah. all kinds of hormonal. I feel like you're the only person I can hear in the studio. Everybody sounds like they're coming through your mic. Really? Probably. Yeah, I'm hearing it too. Okay. Yeah, Bingo sounds fine. Liza sounds fine. Everyone else sounds like they're like being picked up by your mic. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it might just be the feed coming back to uh, yeah to haunt us. We'll fix it. Bagel, you call me a fucking liar? No, no, no. I'm saying you're right. Fight? No, Bagel. No, I just heard him. Bagel said you're a punk ass bitch. I feel like you just called (laughs) me (laughs) true. I'm calling you out, yo. (laughs) Throw down right here. Holy shit. My money's on Bagel. My money's on Bagel's going to fuck you up, Mike. No, Bagel's going to go for the finger, Mike, because, you know, he fights dirty. Oh, look at that finger. (laughs) Ah. Motorcycles are awesome. So, yeah, it was was just a a weird experience on on Highway 9. I think a lot of us have had weird experiences on Highway 9. Knock, I'm sure you've got weird... Oh, you didn't hear? I, I, I had it. both going up and coming down. I was trapped behind very slow riding motorcyclists. I, I've, I've experienced all kinds of bullshit on highway. <laughs> so much no bullshit. Doubt. I get a lot of I get a lot of wildlife on Branson Forty. Yeah, like uh, wild turkeys. You come around a corner and Bro. there's like twenty wild turkeys just sitting in the middle of the road. I, I almost ran oh, into yeah. a pack today. Actually, just I'm leg out and like, oh, there's turkeys. Well, you know, slow down. I like. I like when tech, when you run into turkeys and they flex. Like some of them will like flex <laughs> yeah. on you and like all puff up and You're like in the wrong neighborhood, <laughs> motherfucker. What are you doing here? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, Thanksgiving is coming, Mike, yeah. and you've got quite a big family to feed, so you get some free range yeah. turkey. Yeah, I got free range. Found a skunk, a skunk in my trash can. Oh, nice. I Why would I don't I recommend eating? Anybody want to <laughs> throw away a perfectly good skunk? I heard it tastes like cats. <laughs> 
I, like I couldn't, smell I couldn't figure out where the smell was coming from. And I'm like, where the fuck? There must be a skunk in the backyard. And I'm in the, in the like, doing stuff and, you know, getting ready for work in the morning. I start going through the cans and I tell one of the guys, I'm like, here, you know, just go throw it in that can. And he opens it up and I, and at the corner of my eye, I see him jump as if somebody, you know, shot him. And he, and he's like, oh my God, there's something in there. And then, and I, and he, I go and look in the can. I'm like, oh shit. It is like right there. And I'm like, no wonder it smelled so bad right here. Don't do it. <laughs> Nothing like a dead skunk to smell bad. That's no, 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 no. It was alive. Oh, that was even worse. Dude. So we threw a lid on the thing and I grabbed like a like a like a the biggest like twelve foot two by four I could. We all held it at the end, like the guys <laughs> putting the flag up at that memorial in Washington. You know what I mean? But with the camp at the end of it. And we like like all four of us holding the end of this thing to you know and picked up the garbage and brought it down to the front of the street. <laughs> is, I, bet, uh, <laughs> I bet that skunk really likes its own brand. I, oh I know we're getting God. way off of motorcycles. But wait, but wait, I have to share there's more yesterday i caught a hummingbird that was trapped in my mom's house Mm. and after like chasing it around with things and that was another great story i the the way i caught it was crazy i put a ladder in the middle of the room stood up on the ladder and it kept coming in for a rest on the top of my head so i just put my hands up alongside my head landed on my head and i caught it i was i was the best way to catch a hummingbird is you be the bait are you telling us you're a disney princess (laughs) man i was the trap um i saw i seen a guy do that shit at work one time he just stand there like jesus christ on the cross and all these hummingbirds were landing on this little mexican dude he's like four feet tall it was the funniest thing i ever seen in my life i got a video of it so speaking of wildlife um arlette who was with me in pakistan Arlette, you want to try and even list the amount of animals that we had to dodge? Uh, I think first notable one was, the I think, about two or three days in when I lane split a Corolla and a flock of goats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a flock. They fly in Pakistan, those goats. No, and these goats, you guys don't know. They got these Jennifer Lopez asses. (laughs) Oh. No, do you remember seeing them? I wasn't examining. They've their got asses these that like hard. asses that stick out way, kind of like knocks, and then they yeah. bounce up and down when they walk, and it's crazy. I'm about to make a rain on knock right now. You know that. I feel oh, no. goats are as common as Corolla right. in America. Let's see, um, and Ensenada. Mutated um, goat with nine asses. Uh, sheep, sheep for sure. Donkeys. I had to donkeys. actually ride through a pack of donkeys at some point. Um, Hell yeah. Which is weird because you don't want to make a ton of noise because it can freak them out. So I would just like throw it into neutral and then just try and coast as carefully. So as is could. someone hurting, yeah. hurting a pack of donkeys? So the well, thing what do is, you do with them? Like, do you so the road. It, uh, this is mountainous region, so the road is the is the path to take right. your animals to town. It's where the kids play cricket. It's where mm-hmm. the trucks go yeah, by. It's, it's everything is on the road. Liza, you're a world traveler. You need to start saying stuff like you know Rijan and uh, you know. You need to really fancy up your words a bit more. What? You're a world traveler. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk fancy now. Okay. With an so accent. You need an accent. When yeah, yeah, with an accent. We were in Pakistan. Yeah. We encountered. You go. Cricket. I think you have great Santa Cruz terroir. Don't change a thing. Um, there was the yak. <laughs> yeah, yak. I definitely turned a corner oh, and, yeah. and there was just a yak hanging out right next to the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, cow, so cows yak. on the freeway. Yeah, a lot of cows. Did cows he, on the freeway. Well, I'm curious why uh, there was just... Anyway, I'll, 
Uh, do- dogs. Did that yak go? Horses. Cats, horses. Don't call back. Monkeys. <laughs> Monkeys. Yeah. I'm back to the yak, too. Why was there just one yak on the road? Was someone with it? Or was it just, oh, just no, a no. random yak? Just... Yaks are solitary creatures. They let them go on the road, and they eat all the grass on the sides mm. of the mount- hillside. Because I'm like, if I got a yak, I want to know where the yak's at. Yeah, well, you just walk uh, down listen. the road and look for it. Okay, good. Let me tell you something. You know how the home yak went the cognac? <laughs> Where'd the yak at? You know what they call yak in New York? You know what that means? What? Cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a true fun fact. So every time you say it, I'm like, I'd love to have some yak. Or if it was a yak around the corner, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Now, now Knox's twitching, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I fucking. I thought this was into. a motorcycle podcast. Um, I don't, I don't oh, remember also, this at all. There was a duck and a goose. I had to dodge at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a few geese. They looked really pissed off. But it, also, nice. drug names in New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still talking. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, but I wanted to get your experience. I shared my experience there. Um, I wanted to share your experience because you also recently. I don't know if you guys remember the last guest we had before. The COVID shutdown, Tom Adema from... Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Right. Mongolia. No. Rally for Rangers. Right. Rally, oh, for Rally for Rangers. Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. this I'm, one was on the trip. I was right. on the Patagonia you, trip two years you ago. You did Rally for no, Rangers? Sure. Not oh, Mongolia, Patagonia. It doesn't matter. So that's actually, cool. Dude, Arlette, that's we're, epic. We're, getting wow. a, we're getting ahead of ourselves right now. Before you talk about your experiences in Pakistan... And, you know, I felt bad because Liza didn't really get a chance to explore too much last week as much as she should. I'll give you both the opportunity to do that. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Who is Arlette? You rolled up on a very pretty little well, KTM 390. And let's also say, oh. how did you find out about the trip to Pakistan? Right, so There's nothing little about we want to know all about you, who you are, what you ride, blah, 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 all that good stuff, and how you found out about the trip. So... Uh, well, I can start with how I found out about the trip is I listen to this podcast Yay! sometimes. Yes, podcast. Right. And this bop, bop. spring, Liza was like, oh, there's still room on this trip, Chikistan. And I went to the website and 30 seconds later, put down a deposit. And then it was because I was like, yeah, I'll figure it all out. I have time. And then it was a month out. And I was like, oh, shit, right. I need to get a tourist visa and just oh. made it happen. Great. Awesome. I hadn't nice. met nice. anyone in person. I met everybody at <laughs> like a few people at SFO and the rest in Doha. Right. It's mm-hmm. the best uh, way to do it. Yeah. So how long have you been riding? I've been riding for about four years. Okay. Nice. Uh, my first cool. bike was a KLR650 that I still okay. have. Excellent. Um, not the smartest choice for a person who's 5'7", but definitely the right bike for someone as stubborn There's as I nothing am. Nothing smart yeah. about motorcycles, <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I... I um, Let's see, because I had ridden on the back of a Harley on a weekend right. trip to the Eastern Sierra on a second date, and after I got back, was like, that was amazing, and I want to be in the front. <laughs> yeah. And so two weeks yep. later, I was in the uh, state class, and two weeks after that, I was at a dealership so, picking up the KLR. Awesome. So you know, that's exactly how not got into writing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, from the back of a Harley, right? I was the On bitch that fell date. off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Arlette, is that, was that your path into biking? You just thought, I'm done with riding around on the back. Because I'm not going to reveal your age, but, you know, you started riding, you know, in as, as a mature woman. Yeah. So, you know... She's like 25. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, I have another question. Was there a third date? Uh, 
sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it was fun camp at mystery school. Okay. Right, there you go. <laughs> so what what was your path into actually saying, I want to ride a bike? Had you um, dated no. you know, people with bikes? You just It's no. just something you wanted to do. Um, a few years before, my aunt had decided that she wanted to ride, and she's like, oh, we can take the class together, and uh-huh. I passed, and she didn't. But I didn't really have any connection with it. I didn't have, like, I wasn't the one motivated there, so I just kind right. of parked it. And then on, on that other ride, I was like, oh, I want to do this. Because, like, riding mm-hmm. across, like, riding down 395 at night, cranking your favorite slow dive album when looking at the stars i was like this is the best thing ever i want to do it myself all the time Mm -hmm. and yeah so like a month later i was picking up the klr and i rode that uh ten thousand miles in my first six months i'm gonna argue that that is the perfect first bike and here's why I always tell people it doesn't matter what the first bike you get is because you don't know yet if you want to take it for camping or dirt right. riding or freeway riding or commuting. You can do all the things with that bike. It is the perfect bike. bike. It really is. I argue that it is a great bike and you're not going to get into trouble so, yeah. with speed on it. Um, and you still have it, which yeah. I th- think speaks volumes about your choice. But you shared a little earlier today, you Attempted the sheet iron 300 on it. Yeah, I'd been riding about a year. Yeah. Right. Um, Heck yeah. We did it too. <laughs> uh, I, KLR, you could do it. There was a whole bunch of people Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you were not the only KLR 650 there. They were a lot better than I was. Right. Um, and I, I think I ended up doing about a third of it because I, I also went by myself. Uh, mm. And so I sh- like Brave. showed up because I wasn't sure if it was a stupid idea or not, but I knew right. I couldn't decide here. I'd have to decide there. So I was like, well, I'll just pack for it and I'll show up and I'll decide in the morning if I don't want to do it. And so at 6 a.m. Yeah, I, I love it, though. That's like, you know what, you know, fortune favors the bold. And Mm -hmm. I don't say that lightly, but anytime you take a chance like that, it almost, most of the time it works out for the benefit in a way you couldn't imagine previously. Yeah. Sometimes not so much, but I think I I applaud you for that because that takes a lot of courage. Oh, I think so. Well, there's also uh, one thing about the sheet iron is like once you're in, you're in until you can find one of the cut, like paved places to dive out because... There was one point where, because uh, I was doing it all in street gear, I didn't own any dirt gear, and mm-hmm. it was like 105 degrees yeah, out. Have you ever up. used a roll chart before? No. <laughs> no, you got to hook up with somebody. Yeah. Well, what I did is I, at 6 a.m. when they started doing the sound check and I woke up, um, I walked up to the registration table. I was like, hi, uh, I'm here by myself. If anyone wants to ride with a complete idiot who doesn't know what they're doing, because really, I'm that bad, and the lady turned around and was like oh yeah there's someone right here and like this she calls him and this guy swans up who's like wearing head to toe immaculate climb gear <laughs> and i'm like you you don't want to you don't want to ride with me and then he later pulls way up way to a, sell yourself no i i like he pulls up later on the ktm and it's got two roll charts that's how prepared the guy is. That's exactly the kind of guy you want to ride with. The one's, well, one's to Starbucks and the other one's to uh, the actual ride, huh? No, it's so, that, <laughs> it's so that he didn't have to stop at the lunch break. Uh, oh, nice. that's bitching. Because wow. like, it's a long enough day that you have two charts and everyone would be like rolling them up part yeah. way through the day. He was, but he probably, was ready. So, he was probably skinny, too. Uh, skinny just, motherfuckers, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "You really don't you you don't want to?" There's some KLRs over there. I, I I'll be fine. He's like, "No, it'll be fine." And all his friends bailed on him, and I was like, "Really? I cannot stress enough how not good I am." And he's like, "Don't worry about it." And he was amazing, actually. Like just riding behind him, I learned a lot, and even on pavement. And he just like infinite patience, and it was like 
kind of like riding with um, if you crossed the Buddha with Jiminy Cricket. Like, what? Yes. Was just he start. was he riding a green Kawasaki two stroke? No, it was this oh. guy high KTM. It was beautiful uh, and probably three fifty EXC. Well, you know, obviously, something has resonated with you with KTM's because your your knight in shining armor was on one. And you showed up today on a, a very, very handsome little KTM 390. Well, very handsome. Which is a great bike. Oh, yeah. Well, the, after three years on the KLR, I, I went last summer with my friend to to Fun Camp again, the two-day flat track class at Mystery right. School. Mm-hmm. And Rich Oliver's Mystery School? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I went with my friend who's an instructor, and after he was like, you know, you could really learn a lot about cornering if you tried to do it on a smaller, lighter not KLR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's sport bikes. It's, no, I don't know. It's sport bikes. I'll get better at cornering. And then I went and found the dirt bikiest sport bike. Right. And it was it used to be, it turned out my friend was selling it. Because I was thinking, like, maybe I should get the 690. I don't know. And then that was my friend's track bike. So it was great because it was already, and like, every Ooh. kind of engine production you can think of. And it had already been down, so it was already scratched. So right. I didn't have to worry about messing it up. Dude, a Duke 390 <laughs> track bike, that sounds fun. That's it was fine. wicked. I told her yeah. I was walking down to the garage today, and I heard it coming. But I'm like, I'm not going to turn around and give that person the satisfaction. So I'm all playing it cool. Classic. And I hear it, but I'm, I'm already paying attention. As it rolled by, so I'm like, cool. Because you see the gas tank in the front first. You're like, oh, that's cool. And then you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, it's a like a female, right? And I'd be weird, but I'm like, oh. And then just the whole picture, I'm like, that's bitch But wait, boots, that wasn't pants. on her 390, though, was it? Oh, that was on the other one. Oh. That, this is when she got in trouble. Oh, this is a different this one. This is when oh. I said, hey, since you've thought about upsizing, would you like to try out my KTM 990? Oh, that was... And I said, oh. just go around the block. Big bluff. 15 minutes later, I'm like, well, shit. And she arrived back before you. because you. I took off on the scooter oh. to go find her. Yeah. She was not around the block. Liza got so worried, she jumped on the guinea pig and zipped <laughs> off looking for you. And you arrived back first. Yeah. Well, I missed it. Well, you were in, well, and you were yeah. enjoying yourself. Yeah. Oh, you, own, you look great on that bike. Yeah. What did you think of it? It's got all the power, hasn't it? It's... Amazing. Like, one thing about riding a KLR for three years and not much else is that every bike you ride after that, you go, oh my God. Right. <laughs> like, this is such a motorcycle. <laughs> the, that bike, um, in my opinion, when me and Liza did a Los Angeles trip a couple of years ago, and when you have a bike like that, it kind of allows you to cruise at three figures which is pretty much what we were doing. We were doing like 90, 100 everywhere. But you still have enough in reserve that you can zip around the freeway. And we rode very, very well together because we kind of, we've got a very, very similar style of riding on the freeway. Finding the path through. And the finding car, yeah. the path through. And I never, I would never worry about where Liza was if she was behind me because I knew she'd be right there. And she was the same with me. Um, just great amount of power mm-hmm. it's nice having that much yeah I, I that's why i love that bike yeah um it's just a precision it's just a precision bike to me right but it is also the pretty blonde that can be a pain in the ass so and I have a, oh. it's doing its thing again isn't it uh, well, well, europeans you know i have a question so i've heard liza talk about pakistan a lot 
So I'm mm-hmm. curious, when you first arrived at the airport, what was your experience? Had you been to Pakistan previously? No. Nope. So when you got off the plane and you started <clears throat> heading to customs, like how was that whole experience transitioning into Pakistan? It was fine. I mean, airports aren't very related to a place. Right. It just felt it's, like an airport. It's a brand Is new it? airport, so you could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not until you really get out of the airport and <clears throat> into the traffic and see the trucks and, mm-hmm. and yep. the donkeys and everything, right. you know. And you're like, oh, okay. So what were your and, first impressions when you got out in the city? Like, what kind of hit you first? Um, I think it's going to sound so dopey, but the weather? Right. Like, because I'm mm. from the Bay Area, and it's dry, and just, I walk out, and I'm like, oh, this feels like Hawaii. This yeah. is weird. Oh, and just oh, so yeah. you know, Bagel's been there before, too, so he may be going, yep. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, um, looks like. Yep, exactly. It, but Bagel, it was very, very warm and humid for this mm, do you feel there was any culture shock? I mean, are you like, oh, this is very different to mm-hmm. what I'm used to? I guess some, but I'm also, I, I'm a very in the moment kind of person. Like, I didn't right. really notice the whole driving on the left thing until I'd been doing it for half a day. So, <laughs> Well, and, I, and you have to remember, we're coming into the capital city, so we're in a a big city. Yes. It's not really till you get out of the city that we're really experiencing a cultural difference. Right. So it's almost it, you're being kind of eased into it. Mm-hmm. You arrive at a modern airport. Well, this isn't so bad. And then you're in a big city. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a little bit different. That it's a big city. And then you get outside the big city. It's like, but oh. Are that for you? When was the moment when you were like, we're doing this? Was it up on like Murray I, yeah, Road? Yeah, I asked earlier today. Um, a really good answer. Yeah, every single day of the trip, I would have a moment where out loud I go, oh my God, I'm riding a motorcycle in Pakistan. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, that it, is cool. The shine never wore off. Oh, that's um, great. Somewhere, awesome. I think around day three or something, I think whenever we were heading up to the China border, I had a moment where we pulled over and this amazing view and I was like, wow, everyone's been taking all these photos of the scenery and, you know, I'll just do that next time. <laughs> yeah, Mel. Like I can't do everything, and right now I want to ride. This is incredible. I'll just take the photos next time. I know the feeling. Yeah, the, the, uh, feeling. the ride is incredible. And I'm just curious. Um, on what day was your first crash? First day. Oh, hmm. yeah. That was yeah, the just, other thing I noticed. Get it out of the Past me it was all the 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 band aids on your head. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of. That's what I knew it was you. Yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. that's you. Okay, I'm gonna tell you all that what. Liza said to me, and Liza may have said it candidly, but nothing's safe with me. <laughs> Liza right. actually said to me, Arlette was an equal match to me in terms of riding ability on the trip, but she crashed a lot. Yeah. Well, that's but, not exactly what I well, said. <laughs> no, but exactly I'm, what I said was I found it fascinating that our Arlette was a, a, the, the close. second fastest rider to me <laughs> when I was let loose, which was not very often. <laughs> but real, real humble pie, there, lady. Uh, <laughs> would you argue that? I mean, she. I'm just giving her shit. No, she oh, was having fun. The difference in riding, though, I would just get very calm and finding my path and riding smooth, and Arlette is like having the time of her life and like and just breathing and getting this like adrenaline pump and like charging. And I was like, it's you fascinating went, the two different riding she was styles. Flat she was flat track racing. You, you right. went feral. She was, little, yeah, yeah maybe feral she was just like, fuck, yeah. Man. That's awesome. No, and, and uh, I know like the first day it was, 
I'm not going to pin everything on it, you know, but like I'd had three hours of sleep after long, long flight. Uh, hadn't taken my ADD meds. So like I can be kind of distractible and like we're on these slippery roads and there's tight turns and I'm on a new bike, three hours of sleep and there's some debris in the road and someone yells to warn me about it. So I turn my head and paid attention to that. And that's when I wiped out. But I'm also used to crashing because right. I started my first bike was a KLR and I'm five yeah. seven. And I tried to do shit like the sheet iron on it. I stopped counting crashes right. so, uh, on the KLR. You're like a ninja. You're you had a lot ninja. going on, huh? So what there is something of a tradition on Chikistan when you crash your bike. Mm-hmm. What happens then? You get a Band-Aid on your helmet. I do a Band-Aid ceremony every couple days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so that you can wear it with pride. Because as I like to say, what I say in the ceremony is I say, um, bad riders crash. Good riders crash and get back on. Mm-hmm. And this is to mark you getting back on. And everybody did right. get well, back on the bike. It's like you've crashed a bike in America. Uh-huh. Right. But have you crashed a bike in Pakistan, right? <laughs> so how many times did you crash, Alan? <laughs> it was four in all. Well, that's not bad. I still think the one one. That's was... like every other day. What do you mean that's not bad? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she had two in one day, and I gave her a timeout and made her get in the But what it was probably just like dirt biking. <laughs> well, like, you got to expect to crash, right? How many were in DSI? None. We didn't do DSI. Oh, mm. oh we didn't? Oh, okay. No, we My went bad. over to Chitral and Chandler. Um, yeah. Right, right. Did you console her by telling her you crashed in your driveway, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> you did one of those, I'm falling and I can't get up. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I mean, but no, and that's the thing. I, and not, not, I think it's a sign of pride when you crash and you get back on. You don't let sure. it stop you. It's not part of your mental game to, to that give is up. True. Or it's like if you if you try to do something and you fail and you get right back on, you try that log hop. Or so that and that's why I acknowledge it's it and, and award somebody. Right. It's for courage. It. So yeah. I'll let any any gnarly ones. Did you hurt yourself even temporarily? No. Just low speed stuff. Did you kill dinner? One was the dumbest one, which was I turned into a gravel parking lot and basically dropped the bike at Moyne's feet. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that sounds like pretty that. cool. Like, I'm here, mic drop. No, he was trying to wave me in, and I wasn't paying, I was sort of paying attention. I was like, oh, shit, I need to turn, and then turn hard right, and then just plopped it but at his feet. You, you didn't, you know, attempt to wheelie and destroy your finger or anything like that. No, you leave yeah. that to me. No, and and we're all wearing gear, so it, yeah. it's actually pretty hard to really get yourself messed up because we're riding the CB one fifty Fs. Do you want to comment on that bike and and if you they're so fun. liked it? They're so like. Did you ever think you would like a one fifty cc bike? Yeah, the little bikes are so fun. Yeah, and especially like they're so easy to ride, and the form factor <laughs> is so comfortable. And like I was kind of fast on pavement and in the dirt i got a mm-hmm. question for you mm-hmm. was it was that familiar because you did rich Oliver school and they're running 150s 125s right I 125s mean, so, and 230s yeah. yeah did it like kind of bring that back to you i mean once you got on the uh, hondas or well like i said it's similar form factor to the little 390 duke yeah which kind of felt like cheating mm-hmm. <laughs> like similar position just less power but but you have to remember we're faster than most of the vehicles on the road Right. On a well, 150cc bike. Well, and you guys also mm-hmm. are riding for fun, right? Where mm-hmm. most motorcycles, I would imagine, in Pakistan are utilitarian. You're commuting, you're working, etc. Right. You guys are out touring. Yeah. 
Do not underestimate the abilities of a man in a dress with sandals oh, going I never over said that, a dirt dude. road and a water crossing. Don't put words. I never <laughs> don't put words in my right, mouth. Right, bagel. I never. You're like, oh, let's see how this guy does, and they just skim right over. Oh, there's a bunch of times oh, I'd yeah. be riding behind some local, and then I'd realize that his engine was off, and he was just coasting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, how did you like the challenges of the road there? It was so fun. Uh, just. The pavement days were really cool. Like, just it felt like a dream. It was just canyons that would just go for hours. And mm-hmm. there was also like uh, riding behind Moyne and one of the other riders in the group, Jamie, who's a racer. Um, just their lines were incredible. And just following them was so much fun. I'd have to kind of remind myself sometimes because, like, when we're on straighter roads, all the bikes are the same size. You know, you can just pin it and go. And then we'd hit a bunch of turns and they just wouldn't slow down. And I'd have to remind myself, like, you don't race. It's okay to let them go ahead. (laughs) But there was, I think, one of my favorite uh, kind of visuals from the trip was they went into a bunch of twisty canyons and just as they dive in and I'm like, maybe I should slow down. Two eagles took up uh, and flew over the road right there and I just saw them go over and there's two motorcycles and huge mountains with twisty roads and then two (coughs) eagles and I'm like, well, this is stupid. (laughs) That's cool though, right? When you go and do things, you see things like that. Yeah. Like you see life. That's awesome. It was it was pretty incredible, and it was funny because so much of the drier parts of it, the composition of the mountains and the colors and some of the vegetation and the climate felt a lot like, like Death Valley. So I'd be like, yeah, this feels like Death Valley, except stretched 10 times as tall. Like massive. Like okay. the mountains are up here. It was just nuts. So I'm curious, Liza shakes it off because she's like, you know, crazy iron woman I'm over cool. here. cool, that's why. Well, you're cool as fuck. I'm you taking Ma- Mike's boss. name. A really boss. cool man. Um, but how did how did the elevation affect you? Because you guys were at these crazy heights. Did you not so much, huh? I already know. Like I I already do like two weeks solo trips around the west on the KOR and stuff. And like I've hiked to the top of Mount Whitney a couple of years ago. Like I know how to recognize elevation sickness and altitude. And you how guys to... are so badass. I'm like, if I went to fourteen thousand feet, I'd probably fall over. Well, when we went up to the <laughs> the the border at altitude, I was. Like pe- people kept warning me, like don't run, don't jog, like make sure that you're keeping things cool. And I'm like, dude, I'm fine. I've done this before. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like don't even when I go to Colorado, I don't even get weird for a day or two, like people usually do. I also mm-hmm. don't drink on my first yeah. day in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, that's a mean hangover. But yeah, like so I know how to manage it. But definitely, like I, I was trotting back at some point just out of spite to go get something. I was like, okay, no, I feel it. Yeah. yeah. And what was more noticeable with, than on myself was the bikes. Because like, as the altitude started to go, because we're just mm. climbing and climbing, and then they start chugging yeah. as they mm-hmm. get less oxygen. Power, so you're trying to find just the right part of the throttle where you can actually continue. And anytime you slow down, you're like, ah, fuck. Because it's not like you can pick up any speed on the hill on those little bikes. Right. Like <laughs> so, about the Fred Flintstone, it, right? Yeah, you just feel it like chugging and chugging. It so, was weird. So how did the trip stack up your expectations going into it and then and then once being there like how would you juxtapose those things um i didn't i tried to actually to not have expectations um because i think like the reason i decided so quickly on the trip is just just looking at even the website or hearing liza talk about it i was like oh this is one of those things this is one of those passion projects where someone's trying to share something they really love and 
just say yes. Because every time I've said yes to that, it's always been amazing. Because it's like they can introduce you to things you don't even know how to imagine. Yeah, I love to just say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, every time I say yes to one of those, it works out. And so I don't, I try not to like over-research or think too far ahead or be like, here's what I can expect. I mean, I plan. I don't want to be completely unprepared. But it's like, this, like, this is going to be amazing. Just go with it. So it sounds weird, but I didn't have a lot of expectations. I was like, I'm going to go do something rad with people who love a place. Cool. I'm so glad you recognize that. Yeah. Oh, no, instantly. Because seriously, it took me 30 seconds after hearing about a website. I was just like, yes. That's how it worked out for me when I was first starting. Just show up to these events and just meet people and do stuff Mm -hmm. constantly. You know, it worked out pretty good so far. I'm hooked up with these dummies. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got so, a seafood tower out of it, Doc. So the steak dinner, son. That the was obvious question I'll let: Are you going back? Yeah, I yeah. I think nice. about day two or three. I was like, oh yeah, I have to come back. Okay, Rad. okay, yeah. but it gets better than that because everyone says they're going back, <clears throat> and I, I and I've said I'm going back in two years. I'm going to do a Chickastan in two years. But I think there needs to be one before that. And shouldn't people shouldn't have to wait for me. So I asked Arlette if she would do a Chickastan next year. Mm. And she said yes. Like instantly. <sighs> so these oh, Back-to-back bangers, son. Here we go. This is uh, Motorcycles and Misfits exclusive <laughs> right now. So it's just the people in this room and like about 5,000 listeners. Bosley's Ashes. And Bosley's Ashes. <laughs> oh, poor oh, now boy. it's serious. <laughs> and a big play well, dildo. Well, what's exciting, and we ha- you haven't set a date yet, but for any women who are interested in going to Pakistan next year, we're going to start doing signing up. And for any men who want to go, Stumpy John is organizing a trip, and he's already had people respond to his announcement last week. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're doing um, – so Stumpy John's is, is a co-ed trip, and anyone can go on that one. And the Chickastan trip is going to be an all-women's trip. The reason we do that is <clears throat> we throw in some extra stops uh, visiting um, women and, and, and schools, and uh, it's just more of a cultural thing to really get to know the women in Pakistan. And mm-hmm. probably a way better vibe. Awesome. But both trips are share the roads, the amazing roads, and the amazing views and sights. And the food. And right. the food. So that, that's the reason enough. Can I ask her? Because I asked Liza. What's the weirdest thing you ate? No, that wasn't the question. Like, what did you love? Like, what was your yummy food? Oh, like, my God. The food was the amazing food, everywhere. Like the right, right to eat. Uh, I love breakfast, honestly. So what would you have? Bagel um, knows about the, the Pakistani <laughs> omelets. Like, yeah, the, the yep. omelets in the morning and paratha, and I just, I loved it. Mm. Um, there was one, one of my favorite meals was at Pandar Valley, which is incredibly beautiful, and we were near the river, and like, they just start bringing out plates of whole fried trout. Mm-hmm. Like, I no love way. those things. They were just, Yum. like, mm-hmm. little, too, like, maybe six inches long, so you could eat the whole thing. Just and pick just, it apart with your fingers? No, I just ate them like french fries. Oh, my God, that yeah. sounds so good. I, and, yeah. you could, like, in the river, it was right there, and they were so good. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Who it was. Fun. It was and Who I'm knew? not a big fish person, but, boy, I smacked down on those. When it's just, just fresh river, just fried and, mm-hmm. like, chomping down, it was right. amazing. Awesome. We're just eating it out in the yard. Nice. And the, these are hosted trips. They're hosted by Moyn mm-hmm. and his team, and Atlas Hundra are involved as well. They mm-hmm. provide full support mm-hmm. 
to these vehicles, accommodations taken care of, foods taken care of. It's a complete trip. Mm-hmm. You just pay for the plane ticket. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's pretty awesome. I've been looking at uh, Michelle's pictures on Instagram. <laughs> And she's been posting a lot, and it's just it's magnificent. I mean the the grandeur of the picture. And you know, pictures don't ever capture what it's like in real life, uh, but it's so vast and large. Mm-hmm. Like California's big, but then you see the mountains there. So tell me about the tunnel, the tunnel of death. <laughs> How was your experience? I did you die? I didn't get to go through that when I was sick that day. So oh. I was sick oh, no. one day on oh. the trip. Oh, oh no! Lucky mm-hmm. not about it. Yeah. <laughs> Liza, tell us oh. about the tunnel of death. Did you I told you about the tunnel of death? No, I want to hear it again. Did you die? <laughs> no, but I, I kept going, can I breathe? Am I getting dizzy? What's going on? <laughs> like I got into my head. Like uh, I mean, it's 6 I'm miles long with yet. no ventilation mm. and two bikers have already died in there. And can you when you enter it? Mm-hmm. At some stage is it lit? No. no. So, at some stage the light from the no, entrance. Well, but there's reflectors on the side, so it, all you can see are the sides of. It sounds like a David Lynch yeah. movie, well, right? There's also can you can you see the lights yeah. at the end of the tunnel? No, no. It's six miles long. Wow, it's spooky too because if you're near the back um, and you have bikes in front of you, all you can see is like the reflectors on either side and a little thin ring of light from each motorcycle headlight. So if you have five bikes in front of you, you just see five thin white rings on the edges right, of the being tunnel. Reflected, so spooky. <laughs> That's cool. I, you wow. know, no, but but she was about to go over the bridge of death mm. that I went over and thought I was going to oh. die on when I was away. I, she was like lined up, like okay, were you, you we're were, doing you were this. The, you were the next. In she line. was the next one, so ready, ready to go. And I'm Liza like, no! told me she's like she was behind no! me, and I'm like, no, no. no go. I would have tried. And believe me, that I was a good call, Arlette. Because oh, yeah. if Liza yeah. gets rattled. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. No, I, I walked across it actually. It was like, you know what? I would have tried this and I probably would have managed it and I would have cried the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst thing would have happened is you would have made it across. Yeah. And then you're like, shit, I got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in going on either of these trips, you can reach out to us at Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com and we'll start a list and right. we'll keep it going. Um, but I, I appreciate that you're kind of carrying the mantle because I don't want to be the only one. If you've been there once before, you can be the next one to be the host and to uh, answer people's questions. Um, and are you going to be able to ride in the back and help ferry people along? Mm-hmm. Delegate. Now that. you know. Delegate. That. Now you know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want to delegate shit. I want to ride, baby. <laughs> I want to ride. That's why every now and then I'd get cut loose and I'd just charge. Yeah. Oh, I of loved the that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, if I I could, I can be a pretty decent sweep. I, if I get a little better, it'll probably help. Um, I really appreciated, um, uh, I mean, I like doing that. I like taking care of people and making sure everyone was good. So whatever you work out with Moyn, I, I, I appreciate right. that you're, you're taking that up. Um. I wanted to, uh, we're going to talk about your guys' trip uh, to the Mojave. But first, I have a game. Ooh. I have Ooh. a game <gasps> for everyone to play. Okay, this is a Here new game go. I'm coming up with. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, so, let's see. What am I going to name this game? Um, <laughs> bang good, yay or nay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's all yay. So, I have found yeah. a bunch of products on <laughs> bang that's a, good. That's an e-commerce. Oh, and I'm going to, co- I want to convince you guys that it's a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bing bong. Bing okay. Bong. So, by default, they're all terrible ideas. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? 
Bitty bong. Bitty bing bing. All right. So let's bing see. Bong. First, we're going to start with one of my favorites. Okay. <clears throat> you should get that 100%. Okay. That is that is. Bomb. First up, it is Ooh. a windshield <laughs> wiper motor for I a helmet. Not, can you describe it? Okay, so it's a device that's got like an arm and attached to one end of the arm is a wiper blade. <laughs> and you attach the entire unit to the forehead of your helmet. and it's, then It's it, like a motor in there. There's a motor and, and then it just fucking sweeps your, your visor. And it's 29 bucks. It's 29 Superb. bucks. Okay. What could possibly Bagel, go wrong? You I'm need in. this. You, you, could, you could not be able to open your visor because it's stuck on your for, the forehead of your but helmet. Bagel, hey. you live oh. in Oregon where it rains a lot. You need you this. Know, if you open up your visor there, you're doing something wrong already. Especially with in, this situation. In, funnily in rain, enough, I suppose. What do you guys say? Oh. Yeah, yeah, your name. Oh, yeah. And yay. funnily <laughs> enough. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Out of everyone here, I can see Bagel using this the most. <laughs> totally. And you here's know, what I'll this, say. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 28 bucks, 28 yeah. 99 If you yeah. do it for $36 and threw in a pin lock face shield thing so it would anti-fog, <laughs> oh, you're done. God. You're done. Okay. Well, well, I already have the pin lock. Yeah. Best twenty eight ninety nine you'll ever spend. And, I and I have to say, on the days where where I have ridden in the rain, it it, it would be nice to have something to wipe, wipe your visor. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm it's, telling you. I use my hand. Now Does I don't come know how well this thing is going to work. Probably horribly. Uh, Does it come with batteries? Because yeah, that could like up the price by thirty percent. All right, but I think this next one, I'm pretty sure Bagel is all in on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What do you guys? Let's see. Um, Banggood. Go. You actually shop on Banggood. Okay. Hold on. We I thought you were. Now. I thought you were on AliExpress oh, all the time. This is a different one. Okay. Um, this is a motorcycle helmet light. It's like a neon light strip that's mm. adhesive that you put onto your helmet, and it plugs into a little transformer battery or pack on the back of your helmet. What do you guys think? It's no, kind it's of great. Tron. It's like a Tron thing. And, and a, it's $19.99. And a thing that makes it. you more visible. You can't see it, Bagel? Yeah, it's no. like a neon, a, a Tron neon it's strip across e, your cheek. It's a strip of EL lighting. Bagel, what are you seeing on the and, screen right uh, now? I'm still seeing the helmet with the wiper. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Uh, here's me, what I'll say, Emma. If that helmet for 20, what, oh, where'd it go? Hold on. I am going to bring it up. Let's see. It is, oh, wait. Now i got to find it. Uh, oh, what have you done? Oh, I'm, I'm going to, know, hold on. I'm, I'm going to go to, the, I'm going to go to another one. Hold on. This is the one Bagel will love. Boom. Oh! Okay. <laughs> okay. Bagel, can you oh see God. this one? All right. I can tell you. Oh, that's absolutely For you, only Bagel. For $69.99. This is nice. a windshield and roof and rear windshield for your scooter. Wow. A motorcycle tent, they oh would call God. it. I like how <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. sun tent. protection. SPF. It's, sun. SPF it's basically, is basically a kit that will turn your scooter into a, a pseudo C3. Yeah. Yes. That'll turn for sixty nine you know ninety nine. What do you guys think of that? Fit on the the well, ninety. Yeah, I think it would be kind of good. I'll say heck yeah, yeah, yeah right. Totally. Uh, that's a wind gust away from turning into a drogue shoot. Yeah, I do not. I do not like sales on my bikes. I absolutely <laughs> okay. But bagel, come on! It has a you, smiley face you need on the to front live of more it. More wildly, sir. Um, no, can't do it. You could put a goat on top. Come on, for show up to band one, camp one with gust, that. It'll blow me off off the road. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a hard no from Bagel. Turn However, your, yeah. turn your scooter into a golf cart. From the rest of the misfits, oh, it's a hard yes for Bagel. Okay. So it's a good bad <laughs> idea. Changed my mind. Okay. These are all going to be yeses one hundred ten percent. Okay, this next good, one. Bad ideas. 
Oh, Mike. Okay, so here's what we have now. Totally Mike's deal. These are detachable motorcycle racing helmet lens visor sticker decals. So here's what this is. So you can't tell what these are. They're um, tiny pinholes in it. So they have different images. And what I have here is just a a skeleton face, a skull that you put over your visor so you can see through it. But from anyone looking at you, it looks like Mm. there's a skull. That would be a dope Halloween costume. And it's $9.99. That would be dope. It's terrible. (laughs) I think I just found my my Halloween costume. $9.99. Mike wants it. For $10, you can get it. (laughs) Can you see through it? I'm going to be Yeah, you can see through it. I'm going to say no. I don't like skulls on bikes Uh, or helmets. Anything (laughs) that restricts your vision, even a percent, is a hard no from me. For $10? For 10 bucks. It could kill you. (laughs) It's got five stars. It's got five star reviews. Like, you know, for theatrics. You know? Oh my god, you guys like, are yeah. all right, this thing's people, horrible. Okay. Like, you're uh, horrible. confusing people. They're like, oh my god, okay. a skeleton is right. This one, I got Mike on this one. I know <gasps> I did. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Eight millimeter so are... pair of skull hand <laughs> LED <laughs> turn signal <laughs> mirrors. These, Those are awesome. The skeleton oh, hand dude. on the mirror is a light. It's I'm like LED lights. So you wire it up and it's glowing skeleton hands on the back of the mirror. Wait, this is sixty-seven dollars. Right. Is this seven ninety-nine? Like, hold on, what am I, the guy Ferrari of fucking motorcycles? <laughs> <laughs> True. So I'm curious, Emma, if you were to wire those to your motorcycle, what could you expect from like your stator and charging system? And well, such? I mean, if they're LEDs, it's not going to draw that much out of it. Mm. My concern over stuff like that is, you know, the circuit boards traditionally can be quite poor, mm-hmm. so at best you might just blow the fuse you in your turn, turn signal circuit at worst i mean you could set your bike on fire i was hoping the mirrors <laughs> would just burst into flames. Oh, i mean awesome. the flames could be real you know what you know what the better. real problem is Yes. You'll be suffocating in so much ass that you're going to get from wearing one of those. Oh, <laughs> oh that's it. That's it. So, oh. yay or nay? What are you going to say? I think that's a hard nay. yay from that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ass are we talking about? Because like, yes, I yes. have standards. Yes. Yes, ass. I think you don't get a choice. Knock is talking about the farm animal. Uh, I think. No. Okay, so this is one. That I like. This, this one is fifty one ninety nine, but That's I found expensive. them as low as twenty four ninety nine. Yes, these so, are like real product <clears throat> prices. Yes. So this <laughs> is um, a TPMS. air pressure gauge. Yeah. that you put sensors on your front and rear tires, and you have a gauge on your dash that tells you what your tire pressure is so at all times. I have some experience with this mm-hmm. because, as you know, um, I mentioned last week that one of our listeners. Um, John brought his lovely FZ1 mm. to me for service, mm-hmm. and it had one of them on it. Mm. And aside from the fact it's not super accurate, <laughs> um, well, well, no, hang on, because it was only a one, one pound out. I mean, I set his tires to forty-two. Oh, that's accurate. And it's for it sh- was showing as forty-one on the on mm-hmm. the monitor. Mm-hmm. It's super valuable that. If you lose a lot of pressure quickly, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I saw. I saw that worked system. really well with Liza as I saw her pull over to the side of the road. Right. Remember when you had him and yeah. you? Yeah. So full disclosure, it, I have this on my Africa twin. Does it and still I work? Find it's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and it, you recharge it every now and then with a USB cable, mm. and especially on a bike where you're airing down for dirt and airing back up for Wait. road. 
So the 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 dash unit it needs to be recharged. Mm-hmm. The caps right. themselves do not. Do not. No. The, okay. That's how interesting. It, how do they communicate? How does that? It's it obviously it's, magic. Obviously. It's magic communication. That's what I thought. Um, the only caveat, and you know, again, I sound like such a fuddy duddy here. Whenever you put something on your valve mm-hmm. on your tire that mm-hmm. causes the valve to push down for it to mm-hmm. operate. You're putting a lot of faith in that component. Yes. You really are. So mine and those caps, there's a little button inside the cap. Mm-hmm. And when you screw it on, it pushes the valve down. Yeah. So now all the pressure's going into the cap. That's how it yep. reads it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you better be cocksure about the quality mm-hmm. of the cap. This That's is very good. good. There's, there's no so, question about quality. So what do you guys think? Well, my caveats, well, my caveats yeah. about this, like Emma said, when, you, when you're... Screwing the cap on where it's pre- it's it's uh, activating the valve, uh, you're yeah you have an extra point of failure in the threads in that cap where you could lose pressure. Mm-hmm. Another so, point to keep in mind as well is because this is a bigger cap that has you know electronic equipment embedded mm-hmm. inside of it, it's heavier, and that is going to put a stress on your valve as well. And if your it valve is out at an angle coming out of your wheel, mm-hmm. it's going to pull that valve down. Towards the road as it's rotating because they're not very heavy. They're, they're not very heavy, no. but a little bit can go a long way. Yes. Well, so can those valves. skull and penis sure, <laughs> valve caps I put on. Absolutely can, and um, I don't recommend. I will those say either. the other those thing is nice it, is it also reads the temperature on each tire. Yes. Wait, what? No. Mm. It, yeah. um, well, here's what the I'll say. Air in the tire. Here's what I'll say. I don't know about the fucking tire itself. The like, yeah. My old take is I'm gonna I'm gonna get the, give the gong on this one. This is the gong because it's Chineseium crap, right? We know the technology is probably not like really high quality. I'm also if you have a quick loss of air pressure in your tires, you're going to notice it, right? If you check yeah. your tire pressure every couple of weeks or once a month, you're going to know you're going to be relatively within within it. But you know, if you have a sudden loss of pressure of you know five or ten or more pounds, you'll know it right away. How right. You so I think the fail factor far outweighs the the addness of having to know your tire hard no so, uh, from Jim. If you have $52, you could go ahead and email or send that to me instead. <laughs> and yeah. Nock will actually call you. He will call you up and read your tire pressures in the <laughs> yeah. style of your choosing. Exactly. <laughs> in a spandex bodysuit. Well, that's, oh, beca- yeah. that's okay. because there's only fans Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Uh, I think nay. Uh, See, yeah, for me, it's a yay. I, I, I already bought one. You still got them on your bike, don't you? I do. It's because you just, I like c- it. you're a compulsive oh, spender and you buy all this crazy whenever shit. I, whenever I see that, wow. all I can think about is the time you got an immediate flat on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> I know my pressure gauge went from like 34 to zero. And I'm like, yeah. No, no, no gauge Ooh. to tell you that. All right, Ooh. next oh. one. $739. You can get a. <laughs> so this is a, <laughs> a 3.2 cc. <laughs> Miniature horizontally opposed motor model oh, cool. that works. That's oh nice. yeah, it's a micro beamer. Now it's seven hundred thirty nine dollars, <laughs> which seems <sighs> extreme to me. Is well, it gold plated though? I'm not sure. I think, it but is. it is. It looks like a vintage BMW <laughs> engine. But I love that mm-hmm. it has a tiny little carburetor, and it is a. Wait, can you skip that and see the description? Can I? No, can I can. buy it and then sell no. it and buy a dirt bike? I know. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that this was a cool item, but not a cool price. I think yeah. it's It is a overpriced. cool item. It's a super cool item. It's, is it like a Sterling engine or something? Or maybe I'm one of those novelties? I'm not sure. This is just a screenshot, so I can't. Yeah. Where do you find dirt up? bikes for like 700 get, bucks, man? 
Yeah, I think oh, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> full, um, say you should get one of those. Put it in a little miniature motorcycle, I know. and then race it against the uh, the track at uh, that Icon brings to. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Show. So what do you Train guys think? A, a, a cool little I working think, model. No, engine. I I like it. I think for the right person, that is the perfect toy for. If I was if I was married to a an executive cat who loved motorbikes, what do you buy somebody who's got everything? Ooh. It's perfect. It'd be a cool paperweight. Oh, that was, I is tell it you, I tell you who the know. perfect um, candidate for that. Who's that young fellow who's, who owns the Wrigley Building these days? Oh, um, uh, that gentleman with the KTM and the what's William Al. William Al on his desk. That's beyond perfect. <laughs> there you go. So, yay or nay? Yay. Ooh, I like that. The gift for if you the got person. The cash, I can't justify it. Cool. That's a slipper clutch for my, for my XR, dog. If that, if okay. that would sharpen a pencil, I'd <laughs> this be This next one, no. I'm hoping that Emma likes this. Oh, God, I love them. Okay. So, what Wait, we have here. This? Emma, you want to describe what mm. we have? These are retro saddlebags. And um, you can turn your bike into a bagger. And it looks like the hard fiberglass saddlebags. What but color? what makes them special is they've got these delightful chrome crash bars around chrome them. Chrome rack, um, a locking lid, and a and the color. tail the or color. riding well, light built into it. So they come in red, blue, black, white, oh, and all the colors. Absolutely mm. brilliant. For ninety three ninety nine. The only thing, and I've got wise to this before mm-hmm. with stuff that comes from China. I bet they're a lot sp- smaller than you think they are. Exactly. Yeah, there's no These are size for like scale. a Honda Rebel. Here's the thing I'll shoot down. Anytime you see universal, <laughs> you know, you're like, no, yes. universally doesn't fit anything. That's what right. that means. But I would universal bet they're even and smaller than for a Honda Rebel. I bet they're for a bicycle. Mm. Um, but they're gorgeous. They are beautiful. But see, I love but that retro with the chrome rails. Yes. Yeah. They have a built-in light. There's a see, built-in yeah. light. Here's the thing. A lot of these are priced. I'm like, might as well try it, right? So what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah or nay? Yeah. I, well, I, I well, do oh. not expect that they're going to be sealed enough to keep the rain out yeah. if you that's think what that's what they're going to do. For. Yeah, there you go. Do they come right. in orange? Because like $3.92 oh. could probably fit them. Yeah. It feels like you could punch through them with your fist. I think we got a yay on this. You're on good right now. Oh, yeah. Hard yay, yay from me. What okay. they are. Okay. Yikes. Okay. All right. Coming up next. What do we got next? What do we got next? Oh, these are just screenshots. Oh. They're not the actual mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, this, All right. So. Is that a one piece? This yeah. is. Well, no. So it's multiple pieces. This is a motorcycle body armor suit. It comes with a. It's an armored jacket. And then it's armored shorts, armored shin guards, and armored gloves. That's that's fetish for one thirty seven ninety nine. Oh yeah, Folsom Fair. I was gonna say one hundred percent Folsom gear. Hard yes for me, but not for motorcycling. Halloween mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 costume, definitely, but not on a bike. Yeah, Mark, what do you exactly. Think? I'll, I'll get it just to fuck with people. <laughs> this and a gimp mask, you're set. Dude, do we still have, don't have a gimp mask? <laughs> do we still have our gimp mask? I gave it to somebody. I'm not saying him. <laughs> <laughs> do we still have now, the paddle? <laughs> yes. Bagel, what do you think? Well, I, I don't know if I would trust motorcycle armor that came from Banggood. 
But if you wanted to go as like Robocop for Halloween, this would be pretty good. Mm. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Sexy Robocop. I'm taking that as a yay. I like the idea of armored shorts as well. This is the kind of thing you need. Sure. If if you're heading to the Indian restaurant for a lamb vindaloo, you break out the armored shorts. Let's put on the armored shorts. (laughs) I'm all for gear, and for $137.99, you can get. Fully outfitted in gear. Armored I'm shorts. In. I'm in. Okay. Just to order we... like seven sizes larger I, than I you normally wear. Okay. All right. I think <laughs> Emma. I think Emma's going to say yes to this. Is that a chastity belt? Oh. Okay. <laughs> She'll say fuck no to that. What? So these are CNC universal. No. A brake clutch master no. cylinder lever and a brake lever. No, they're just gruesome. No. So this is basically it's a set of levers that are CNC levers. These are red. They come in all different colors. Oh, that awful! It's like like billet master oh, cylinder. Oh God! I'd say like if you've got like a Grom, you're like. You know what? You know, or like or a, a ruckus shit at pit your, bike? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, having fun with for forty two ninety nine. Hey, listen, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a perfectly nice riding bike and just fuck it up completely and make it the most <laughs> evil riding thing imaginable, yep. put fingertip You're, control levers on right. that. So for your stretched Hayabusa... They're perfect for a stretched Hayabusa. <laughs> no, don't put those hey! on a stretched Busa. I think I got her over on that. But, and that rain tent. But... <laughs> <laughs> fingertip controls. The, uh, you you, you know, put that on your pit bike. You put um, that on your. No, you know. no, no, no. Forty two ninety no. nine no. for a set of CNC billet. Four dollars twenty nine. No. No. I've never seen a master right, cylinder what do you for think? forty two dollars. Hard no. No, I those look like how you would die. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's like, uh, not even uh, in a fun like way. That's like the tenth generation CRG lever copy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That looks All like, right. yeah, time wow, to I think about that. I thought that would be a nine. win, but apparently not. No, that's a hard no, darling. <laughs> okay. All right. Then how about... <laughs> kind of don't fuck around with safety equipment. A lot Ooh, of people are making yeah. cafe racers. Oh, 177 oh, bucks. Okay, 177 for, okay, for yeah, a 2.6 yeah. gallon cafe racer fuel tank. Um, and this is a, and this comes in all different colors. I just chose a green one. Mm-hmm. This is a dead copy of um, a tank that was originally fitted to a Benelli Mojave, a little dirt mm-hmm. bike, mm. and has become mm. very popular with people who were who are doing cafe race variety. And it comes, used to be like two hundred, four hundred dollars, like when it, that yeah, shit was it, hot. It comes know? with a locking gas cap and a petcock. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, it's if on you, sale. If you put gas in it and the gas stays in it, can't go wrong. One hundred and seventy-eight dollars yeah. for. A nice shaped tank with kind of the the cuts in the side. Yeah, yeah. Very cafe style. So yeah. you guys Put like this badge one? In it it yeah. actually says and on the ad. It I'd says Benelli Mojave. Yeah, it uh, comes in all different colors. I feel you could find something cheaper, but Ooh. yeah, I mean, you know, if, if right. uh, you need some yeah, Put for a, new. Yeah, that's new. Okay, I got. I, I'm good. All right, let's cheap see. Chinese ah, stuff that you put one. flammable liquid okay. in. What could go wrong? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this one. This is one hundred sixty four ninety nine. This is motorcycle DVR dual lens, front and rear, 1080p, 30 FPS, dash cam, Wi-Fi, GPS, night vision, track driving, video recorder, waterproof. No. Wow. So what this is, it's a a handlebar mount um, that goes, yeah, so a handlebar mount and then two cameras, one for front, one for back. This does a couple things. One, you have a monitor on your handlebars. You can look at the front camera. You can look at the rear camera, or you can look at both cameras. 
If you and have any sense, you'll lighter. look at the bloody road. <laughs> and it's recording. So on a racetrack, when you want to record, Mike, are you listening? <laughs> you can record front and rear, and it you can set it to record in a loop. So it'll just keep recording, and if something happens that you want to save, you can then save it on your drive. Otherwise, it'll just keep recording over. It also has night vision. Mm. Okay. Now that's kind of cool. Oh, that's is, the one that got me. What does night vision it's, mean? Does it just mean like well, ultra-intensity so IR illumination or what? Probably, or at least it's, it has a, enough of a light-sensitive... Uh, yeah. Uh, like a CMOS what or whatever sensor in okay. it to, to be able to, to capture images at night, and that's and having having run cameras on my bike before, I will say that that filming at night uh, is a real challenge because there's just not enough light for yeah. a lot of cameras mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to get a good image. And if these can get a good image, you know something happens and you have footage of that at night, you know that could be really valuable. You know yeah. to. Right, and so, and then there's another whatever. unit that comes with it, with it, and that is your remote that's telling it what to show on the screen, and then the cameras that mount. One hundred sixty four ninety nine. I like it that you can just set it to record, and it, it you can uh, just you know pull say, data uh, when you want to. I'd say you get a good <laughs> five I, months before the vibration does. Something you know, to the, mm-hmm. to the I'd almost screen. like it more if it didn't have the handlebar display. Anything that's distracting. Mm. You know, because yeah, you buy something like that, especially if you buy a high dollar item like that, you say, oh, I'm going to look at it. And then you're looking <laughs> at it and not looking at the road. And, and by a truck. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I'm actually against it because, like, I think oh. I've had the Duke for a year and I haven't even set the clock. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's a no for me, but yeah. also I wouldn't want it that's for anyone awesome. else because then they're going to spend 20 fucking minutes right. showing and explaining the thing when I would be writing. Yeah. So that's it's really cool. <laughs> All right, Bagel, will you but give no. me a yay? I'd, I'd give this one a yay. Yeah! Uh, I'd, I'd be dubious about the quality or longevity of it, you know, coming from Banggood. But, you know, and, and for that price... You know, that might be pushing it a little bit, but it does seem like a pretty cool unit from the functions that they describe. Mm. Look, it's also got, um, um, what do you call that? A compass, compass, and it's got GPS. It's got all sorts of all stuff. All the things. Wow. All Getting the things. Lost. That would actually be great for desert riding. I was thinking you could have the mm-hmm. night set, night vision. Well, as someone who has literally gotten lost uh-huh. in the desert at night, mm-hmm. we, yeah. all of those things would have been yeah. quite handy instead of all the bourbon okay. I had previously. We could see a real time... <laughs> Uh, Mikey crash yeah. <laughs> through, yeah. through front and okay, rear. I'm listening. All right. All I was right. even Mike on a racetrack, actually. All right. So I like that one too. One sixty four ninety nine for that yeah, kit. It's gonna be a hard. Note okay. For me, dog. This one is okay. We got a couple different things going. On. I think this is it. Let's see. Okay, I gotta explain this one. But first of all, all you gotta know is it's six ninety nine. How can you go wrong? <laughs> I like it, whatever it is. I think yes. This is a motorcycle helmet hook with LED light. Oh, they just put yes. LEDs in everything now. So what right? this is, these are um, hooks you can put on the side of your bike anywhere. It's like a billet hook just to give you a helmet <laughs> hanger. You could probably put it in your house, too. Just yeah. in case you forgot you, were you, you need to put your helmet, it, it lights up. And they come in different <laughs> colors. And I'm like, okay. I just like having a place to hang your helmet, a hook to put on the side of the bike. For six ninety nine. Well, I'll tell you what. Most bikes come with helmet hooks, though. Some do. Oh, so. a lot of them, right? Yeah. yeah. No, a lot do. Yeah. But 
for those of us that are too lazy to use them <laughs> and put your Take helmet the seat, yeah. on the seat or the tank and then the helmet falls off and you hear that sickening crunch. Uh, yeah, you know, seven bucks, you can't hey, go wrong. Hey, there seven we go. Bucks. Seven bucks, okay, okay. It's got good. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, right. that's what your mirrors are for. All right, yeah. let's see. We did that, we did that, yeah. we did that. That's, that's let's go down to... Do you have to buy those in yeah. bulk? It seems I'll like a waste just save, just ASAP. You gotta pay 300 of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For 22 bucks. I'll just say for seven bucks, you really can't go wrong, but man, those are ugly as hell. Okay, how about this one? They suck, you just throw there's people. a lot there. Look at that's okay. a whole no. motorcycle. <laughs> $139.99 gets you an 80cc two stroke cycle motorized bike huh? black body engine motor kit. Okay. What this oh, wow. is, it's okay. the motor, the tank, it's the sprocket chain, everything you need to motorize a bicycle you know with an 80cc kit, two stroke kit. Uh, that's a great, uh, that's a great wow. project for a kid. If you are a, a parent and you want to do some <clears> wholesome <throat> shit with your kid, and you got $150 to spend. It's like, hey, son, let's see if we could kill you faster on this bicycle. And, and on piss this bicycle. Off. Let's put this on there. <laughs> and piss off every neighbor on the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, especially if you want to piss off no, your neighbors. No, that, that is an yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent hard yes from yeah, me. Yeah. Hard yes. Like put that yes. on an office chair. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> 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 anything. Like a cooler, a toilet. We'll do something. Yeah, you can make it yeah. go forward right. and we'll do the milk at the same time. One hundred and thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's a different. We could get uh, yeah. four and make an I airplane. I think the, the thing yeah. that put me over the edge is two stroke. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Honda started selling those kits. You uh, could, you, know, you so. could become two stroke guy. Yeah, with yeah. an office chair. Okay, so I think <laughs> so far, so what are you guys thinking? Hot yes. Y'all are yeah. make, yeah. make fun yes. of my bang good products, but so far, all right. This is where it goes a little bit harder. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this is oh, a man. full face motorcycle helmet. Oh, it's a full that's helmet. targeted towards women, and it has. Or cat, cat ears. Or cat people in general. <laughs> cat ears molded into the helmet. Mm. Pretty large cat ears that come up. They almost look like the uh, um, the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Uh, right? That come yes. up. Are they functional? Do they like And so it's $182.99 no. for a cat oh helmet. No. 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 You'll have, it comes you can in buy, five okay, colors. What if you, you know had, were in Japan and had one of those Japanese motorcycles? The, um, oh, the... the Bosuzuku. If yeah. you had a, one of yeah. those, no. Yeah, I think. Well, here's, uh, no, here's the they, thing: you can you can buy a pair of stick-on cat ears for ten bucks on Banggood. I bet you. Yeah, but you don't, get don't pretend like you don't know. Shall I tell you the difference between the stick-on cat ears, which I approve of, and this? The stick-on yes. cat ears are soft rubber, so yes. when you fall off, they yep. just you know get pulled off. But having these. <laughs> giant air intakes on the top of your helmet. <laughs> and I'm oh, looking at all these sharp edges that can get caught in curbs. Okay, would it change, yep. would it change your mind if they were speakers playing opera? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But think of how strong your neck will be trying to hold your head up against the <laughs> yeah, wind. Right? You know what no, I mean? Hard no on this one. Yeah, it's traps, abs- bro. absolutely a hard no. I think if being decapitated <laughs> is your fetish <laughs> or, you know, walking around with a broken neck that's, and having nice floppy head. That's like, a hello, yes. Hello, I miss floppy neck. That's a yes for me because I want awesome trapezius muscles. Oh. I, think it's kind of, I think it's the kind of thing that gets dismissed as kind of girly and i would wear it out of spite and stubbornness thank you all right i gotta win okay there you go 
All right. So this next one. Um, That's a great reason to wear it. <laughs> That's like the best I'm, reason to wear I'm anything. wearing this out of spite. Spite is the this best This one reason. is going to be a hard sell. Yeah, no. <laughs> $7, bro. Come on now. For $7.99. Tell me that's not a safety item. <laughs> it is. Oh, no. So this is a quick release buckle chin strap. So No. If you no. have a... Br- no. Just no. Just, Next. Okay. Next. No. For seven ninety nine. No. Get rid of your. Okay. Oh God Almighty, Lighter. It's a quick release. Uh, it's a, it's a quick it's release. I don't care if it's yeah, quick. I've been as strap. quick as fuck too. It'll come right <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good. Well, God. if you got a cat ear helmet, you want that thing to fly off when you hit the ground, right? <laughs> uh, Ooh. No. Okay. So. Yeah, I didn't. No. I didn't no, think of you. that angle. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh. Seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. Fifty five okay. liter outdoor travel bag, multi use motorcycle seat, tail bag, helmet, backpack, waterproof luggage, motorbike it's a storage. Why not? It's a backpack. It's a tail bag. <clears throat> it's got. Um. It's it's a waterproof fifty five liter travel bag. Looks great. And it's got straps all over it. There's another ex- accessory strap to put your helmet yeah, on man. top of it. If you're in a pitch, um, go for it. And it's for got sure. yeah backpack straps. Seventy nine ninety nine. No, that's I. You it, know, it you always worry about quality mm-hmm. of these things, and you think, how long is it going to last? But um, for those of us who like sporty bikes that have got no carrying capacity at all, that's, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? It, it, might, it might last one trip. Um, who knows? <laughs> um, or, or less than one trip, maybe. It appears that to but, be attached to a KTM. Well, I know. So I'm pretty hard on gear, and like, yeah, it's a great price, but that's a fifty to sixty dollars zipper repair, which is going to happen in about mm, three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it yeah. has like a um, setup for a hydration bladder, like maybe. Hmm. <laughs> so we're doing a maybe on this one. Wait, sorry, what were you saying? We cut you off there. Well, uh, uh, the only thing I, I think I was going to say it has a logo, and it looks looks suspiciously suspiciously similar to a Dionysia logo. Oh, they do that. They, yeah. They cheat. So is this a maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, your name. Well, I'm the zipper. If the zipper, person, I'd probably oh, be that. Man, Arlette, you killed the, the deal. Well, it depends on whether or not Moscow Moto has restocked recently, and it's been a while. So, mm, okay. Right. Um, I've got. Let's see. Let's just do one more here. Well, okay. two more. Okay. We got two helmets. Let's just start with this one. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's superb. Oh, I didn't know it's Iron Man meets Predator. It's Iron so Man So this Predator. is an Iron uh, Man I- helmet Ayatora. with oh Predator God. dreads coming Predator out of the back. Man. Oh, man. I For two twenty eight ninety nine. It's Predator Man. I would never wear it as the helmet, but like... Comes in all different colors. Oh, it's modular. It's modular. Man. I think this... <laughs> you got to buy this with that armor kit that earlier. No. That's a, that's a two item oh, setup. With the armored yes. shorts. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Actually, not. I can see you in next <laughs> year's Santa Cruz Pride wearing just this helmet and some armored <laughs> shorts. <laughs> and a coconut bra. It's, yeah. it's dangerous pads. because I'll be drowning in all the ass and okay, You will. Ass and nine. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's a bargain. Yikes. Okay. All right. Yeah, when you, anyway. Now, it's this a, helmet, this next helmet. 
it has pros and cons. So I'm just going to get to that. So, um, holidays. Is that party. a mud flap? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. a something flap. Universal motorcycle full face helmet wow. with neck protection, okay. anti fog breathable. Italian Do you sit on that? So, what is this? Uh, Jim, can you describe this helmet? Uh, this is, looks like a black uh, built helmet, like the one you get from Cycle Gear. But then there's a leather. A sheath around the bottom of a helmet, mm. like almost like a leather curtain around your neck. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a hovercraft helmet. It does. It, it, it looks it's very. Like a neck, it's like a neck gator that's attached to the helmet. It looks, it looks like very a, dominatrix, like Pulp Fiction three. It would be in that. It looks like, like an uncircumcised dung. I don't know about that, back. but I'm so, seeing a ball gag. It zips around the outside of the helmet and hangs down and covers your neck. It's a dicky. It's an dick skirt. It's a dicky. It's yeah, a dicky. It's and the helmet and dicky are fifty five ninety nine. You got to make sure you Wait, pull no, that down and clean Are you sure the helmet it. and the dicky? Because that's a yeah. goddamn bargain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> full face helmet it's with breathable. neck protection. What? I, I, 55 Do not bucks trust a $56 helmet. Yeah, no, I'm going to... Like a wool buff costs like thirty. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> You're like my yeah. lunch was fifty five dollars. <laughs> once again, this is suitable for Santa Cruz Pride with your armored shorts. Mm. But I don't know. I don't think it's gay enough for Santa Cruz. That's <laughs> but if you dressed up like the guy in Mad Max, I'm just gonna say it's it's not safe to ride a motorcycle with a gimp mask. So this is the it's, next best thing. It's full gimpy, dude. You, I'm telling you, put a ball gag in. Oh man, jock strap, oh, okay. you're good to go. Oh, yeah, is it a, what a yeah. codfish? So you heard it. What's that? Codfish. Fifty-five ninety-nine. American. Nay. Nay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, that's a no for me, uh, dog. Okay. It might be a little, but it covers a lot. All right, I'm gonna do one oh, more. And this is the one I it tried to. be an electric merkin. I tried to start LED with. merkin. All right, so this is what I tried to start with. These are these. <laughs> looks like a, a neon glow. For men. It's a neon ball gag. Oh my heck! Nineteen ninety nine for a neon light set for your helmet to make it glow. I, ju- I like this, play. and not because of any fetish thing. Bullshit. Anything, anything that increases your visibility to other road users, especially at night, is a great thing. And yes. if a car driver is following you too closely and looks at that and thinks, oh, that is cool, he's noticed you. Mm-hmm. And that's the yep. big problem. I don't think, you know, I've kind of gone through this over and over again about why it's so dangerous mm-hmm. on a bike. And I don't think it's necessarily people are trying to kill you. They're just so fucking blissfully unaware of what's happening beyond their steering wheel. So anything that increases your visibility short of actually smashing a window and hitting them over the head with a fucking light bulb. Okay. So if I wear that as so, my underpants, that should do that? So oh, no. With that, that argument, a, you that, get a second Emma, date with, with that argument, I want to bring this back. Oh, <laughs> there's my Halloween costume right so, there. So the Iron Man meets Predator helmet. That's yeah. going to get you noticed. Exactly. With, no, that was a hard yes from me, too. No, with the LED G string. If you can get the dreads to light up. So, all right. So, what do you guys think? Mm. Bang good. Oh, Overall, it's yay or nay? I was actually pleasantly surprised at how decent some of these things are, yeah. which is not yeah. saying much. But as like, long you as know. they're not on my bike, I think they're great. I, I think, think it looks great on you, as yeah. Ronnie Dangerfield would say. I get a bowl of soup with that at? Bang good are obviously upping their game. 
Yay so, with a qualifier caveat emptor. Yeah. So I just want to say, give it a shot. It's fun. And all I did <laughs> was, just so you know, I just typed in motorcycle. This is Liza trying to stimulate the economy. And I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of what they're selling are off-brand Bluetooth kits for your helmets, mm-hmm. which I don't trust because I want uh, something that's going to be able to communicate from a good distance. So yeah. I go with one of yeah. the brands on that. Yeah. Well, the one thing I will just to play devil's advocate is most of it is like, it's crap, right? It's not oh, well yeah. made. You're going to throw oh, it in the yeah. garbage. So, like in a little bit more, you know, broader way of thinking, it's probably not the best place to put your your hard earned cash. You know, and rather than buying stuff that's reliable that you're not going to throw in the garbage in a couple of years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think the only real decent thing that on there was the uh, the motorcycle armor. I mean, because you can yeah, wear that for totally, dirt biking, right? and it's 137 bucks, which is about the cost yeah. of a regular, you know, ones you can buy at. at uh, I agree. Year. Yeah, but you ju- you just secretly like the armored shorts. Well, of course, I know. Clearly. Well, there you go. So check out Banggood. Um, Real quick, Emma, uh, you heard when she was uh, running my 990, the the sound of the engine. um, Do you know why it was kind of humming? No, your 990 wasn't humming. Oh, it certainly was because it couldn't remember the words. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Thanks, Dad. How long have you been waiting for that? Oh, my God. What are we, like an hour and a half into the show? (laughs) However, the little electric minibike was getting low on battery, and it was making a noise like a sound effect from the day the earth stood still. Why? Why? Oh, no. Was Uh, it going to catch on fire? It had the caliper bolt was loose and rubbing on the rotor. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. That's what that was. Yeah, Yeah, but um, I want to get to um, Mike and Jim, because you guys did another Mojave trip. Ride report. Um, maybe we should get to Mike because his trip was unfortunately cut short. But Mike, oh no, how was your time there? Oh, it was great. It was beautiful. All right, thanks for that report. <laughs> um, oh, you got yeah. more. <laughs> Better yet, yeah, how I was did. your trailer that you nice. built out for this trip? How did that do? Oh, it was fantastic. I- I've used the trailer like probably eight times, seven times before that for other stuff. Um, yeah. And it, it worked out perfect. Like when I go there, I'm, I'm usually kind of testing it out to be like, you know, am I missing anything? Is there something I would do different? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it checks all the boxes and, you know, it just depends on what trip I'm taking for. Like I have a digital list, like a to-do list before I go. And it makes it a lot easier so that like when I go, I just print it out and, check it off to make sure that the trailer has that in it um you know or whatever you know like so i'm going to a track day now so i just wanted to make sure i have like the right tools for that and, and stuff, for any know. of us who've um, traveled with mike but mostly with the know. camping it's uh, food when you travel with mike he's the most well-equipped guy who's got everything you can think of He's out like making breakfast in the back of his truck, and he's got mm-hmm. salt and pepper, everything. And, like everything, everything mike you'll is need. Well equipped. Nice. So, Mike, what bike did you take on this trip? Um, I brought my KTM three hundred two stroke, uh, my SWM five hundred four stroke, and my mini bike fat tire one ten. And nice. how did they do? They're all excellent. They all rode well. The fat tire is kind of weird; like it always like intermittently has like carb issues. Um, but for the most part, it, this is the best it performed uh, for the little bit of time I took it out. Uh, I was hoping that other people would have small bikes there, but you know, because it's a lot more fun. Like the campground that we're at, it's like a little 
like an amusement park for, for mini bikes. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, little shit to do, little race tracks you could do. Um, but I mean, it's not quite as fun by yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, you still yeah. have fun. Yeah. And all the bikes, they ran really, really well, you know, for what, what we, I was doing. And uh, luckily I did bring two bikes, big bikes, because, um, you know, my KTM doesn't have a plate on it, but my um, 500 does. So anytime I'm going dirt bike riding, I have to take the ATM and run it because that's the only time it gets to ride. So um, it's kind of a rule of thumb for me. But and, and yeah, it was beautiful. I I saw it in the back of Emma's truck. Why is that? Um. Well, I don't know yet. But what the one thing I do know is that I went down and uh, the 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 clutch, the hydraulic clutch hose snapped off at Ooh. the. Um, master cylinder or whatever oh shit uh it literally like the metal part of it you know where it meets the banjo bolt yeah it snapped yeah and when i went to pick up the bike and hit the clutch it just like squirted out i was like oh (laughs) shit no clutch Um, you just need a new house yeah but we were able to drive it anyway and like shift just hard shifted and uh they would have to push me in neutral right and then i would uh i guess like uh Yeah, remember too, Mike. Depending on what brand that clutch is, it's usually mineral oil. Like Magura yeah. does the mineral oil. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it. The oil is very very expensive for those bikes, so um, it's going to be an expensive repair, Mike. I heard you could use like uh, yeah. baby oil from the yeah. uh, from the store. It's because it's just the Can't same thing, all. but like it's just scented or whatever. Now, scented min- mineral oil. So, gotta pay, gotta, gotta I, pay to play. You know what I mean. I I went into the store and I said I'd like some baby oil, please. And the, <laughs> and the guy said, "Do you want it scented?" And I said, "No, I'll take it with me right now." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a reach! Wow. <laughs> like, of goodness. course. All right, so sorry, and Jim, I'm sorry. You got to take See. your new dirt bike. You want to remind everyone mm-hmm. what your old dirt bike is and what your new dirt bike yeah, is? Yeah, so graduated to a big boy dirt bike. So I went from the CRF uh, 250L Rally. Um, I stepped up to the CRF 450RL 2022 Ooh, version. Legit bike. Legit bike, which was kind of cool for change. And uh, not that the other ones weren't. Great uh-huh. trail bikes, no complaints, never left me stranded. But um, when you got into more difficult stuff, especially loose or hilly, the 250 four, you know, four strokes just don't really cut it. Um, so Mike and I were down in Mojave Desert, a place called uh, Johnson Valley, as it's known, and it's known for King of the Hammers. So if you and King of the Hammers is a uh, it's a truck race like Jeep Crawler mm-hmm. slash haul ass through the desert. So it's 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 a pretty unforgiving environment. Um, yeah, with East, like weird mm-hmm. formations, right? Well, it's funny you look at yeah. this area on Google Earth, and you can Google it Johnson Valley OHV, and it looks like somewhat featureless desert. Oh, there's maybe some rocks yep. and stuff, right? But once you start exploring the nooks and crannies, it's an endless playground of rock, sand, cactus, animals, wildlife. Yeah, no two places are the same. Yeah, very unique. Um, so we've been there a while now, you know. Um, so you go down there. It's south of Barstow and very sandy. So right out the gate, it's like if you're going to go to the John, you're going to be in the sand most of the time. But the nice part is the variety. So it's not only like, you know, sandy, but there's hard packed sand, there's loose sand Mm. and a ton of hard rock, like um, just slabby rock stuff. Um, So like for for part of the King of the Hammers race, it goes where we were camping out there. It's BLM land. So anything goes, which is awesome. Um, It was an edge of the race course where they they did uh, Jeep crawling. 
Um, so, you know, it was that kind of stuff. Uh, so the thing that never uh, ceases to amaze me out in Mojave is the variety is it the 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 landscape is always changing and this area in particular mm-hmm. is just beautiful um so the writing was varied even the, the the wildlife you know seeing everything from little bunnies to jackrabbits to uh you know birds of prey rattlesnake. yeah rattlesnake all that shit but it was really nice being with mike um i was stoked mike and dave came along because we tried a lot more challenging things we'd ever tried before um and a lot of it out there, like Mike knows, you can just kind of ride wherever you want, you know, just go that way or yeah. this way. Um, but we ended up in some like rocky areas with boulders and all that kind of, it's kind of hard enduro environment. If you can picture it where you start going down, it's like loose sand in between rocks down to more loose sand and you, you don't know where it goes. And sometimes you have the confidence like, Hey, there's some other tire tracks. Somebody went this way, but we were in some shit where there was no tire tracks after a little while. Um, I don't know, Mike. I mean, that was pretty crazy. All of a sudden, we're like, we, we got to points of like, we can't come back up this. Like, help's not coming. It was pretty, but it was nice to be with other people for yeah. a change. It, it, what it looks like is, like, if I could describe it, is because I've got some drone shots, and I'm going to make a video for it, Liza. If you want me to, I can put it up on the recycle thing, because it's, yeah, it's stunning. It's it's so cool. And when you put the drone shots up, um, you have all these, like, kind of brush everywhere, like, kind of spread out, whatever. And then for, for miles, as long as you can see. And that's the crazy thing is you can see a rock outcrop across from you. And you're like, you can't tell how far it is. You can point to it and say, let's go over there. And before you know it, you're 20 miles, 15 miles, and you're still not there. You know what I mean? Or it's like, you know, two or three minutes away. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and the elevation changes are crazy, too. And I noticed that with the drone because, like, if we're looking at the rocks across from us, we're down in this, like, I guess a short valley that might go down about 30 or 40 feet from our campsite, and then it goes back up 30 or 40 feet. But it doesn't look like that. You know what I mean? It, but you can kind of see, and then as, as you're driving through it, it all seems flat. But when I'm driving my drone and I'm trying to get, like, a sideways shot of Jim, all of a sudden Jim's going down and my drone's going straight. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is, like, it's going down eventually. And it's, it's kind of hard to explain unless you're, like, you're there riding. Um, and then, like he said, there's a lot of just like wide open. And then all of a sudden there's this giant like mound of just crazy rocks with like, uh, features on them. Like one of the campsite we go at, that has got this one that looks like a skull right mm-hmm. behind us. And it's the craziest thing. It legitimately looks just like a skull, but there's just like all this crazy piles and, and, uh, and in between them, you could like climb up them or there'll be like sand and kind of a little patch where you can kind of ride through and do a little mm-hmm. jumping off this rock and going to that rock on your bike. And, um, it's really, really, really fun. Um, and the other thing is, like you were saying about going down those difficult passages, um, we, we, he's, he feels more confident when other people are there. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that he does that because it's the kind of place where, you know, if you go down, like there's no one around. Like we only saw like the entire time we were there, I saw a biker that we had like a quarter mile away from us. And I, and I told Jim, I was like, dude, that's a biker. And he's looking around like where? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a biker right there. Um, and then he disappeared and we didn't see him again. Um, so if you get messed up there by yourself, your bike breaks down, you know, you're kind of in a pickle well, we, uh, or you got to walk yeah. back 15 miles in the desert. We had know, that conversation because we were going down this cascading loose sand and rock thing down. Probably we had probably had another three or 400 vertical feet to get down to the valley floor. And I remember looking at Mike and saying, hey, dude, we're we're committing here like and help's not coming. It's me, you and Dave from here on out, no matter what ends up happening. And, but it was cool. It was super fun to like do it as a group and like actually survive it. So yeah, my- you, you could, where right. he's saying is like, you can see like water went through there at some point 
and there'll be like these kind of flat spot of just like some sand and and maybe some bushes and then it kind of narrows again to like where, where rocks are narrowing and there's like smaller rocks that fell down and that that's where you have to get through down into another patch of kind of like sand and some places are so narrow it's kind of like um like cody webb style on the airsburg where, where you have to you're not riding your bike through it with your feet up and putting all your skills into it you're straight up walking your your feet on the rocks and placing it over there and then kind of gassing it a little bit to get it over and you know and then you're finally down the one thing you you never say yeah the one thing you never say is i think it opens up after this (laughs) (laughs) because you're you're proper fucked as soon as you say that so my favorite my favorite part of the ride report is um jim what did you blow up and shoot this time oh usual cans and gasoline and gasoline you're usually gasoline. doing like some like flaming arrow <laughs> I gas did. bomb well thing. the arrows are kind of hard because it takes a while so i don't want to get too much into details let's just say it's blm land yeah exactly because i had do it extra gasoline <laughs> and i may or may not have had other things to ignite gasoline so from like a distance Mad max over there huh? that's yeah. what's so cool because you can just like do some nuts blm land is great it's Bullets like from bullet town. you know like don't be stupid i'm like i'm old enough not to you know you know, hopefully not do, but yeah, it's PLM land is great. I'll, I'll say something else too about this trip. Like, first of all, for us, it's a, um, it's, it's a commitment. Like we usually leave in the middle of the week because like, you're going to lose a day in travel because mm-hmm. it's an eight, it's like eight hours. If you have a trailer and you got to get gas seven and a half, Google says, so, you know, you lose a day in travel either way. So however many days you pick out, just, just take two out, you know, for traveling, maybe you could put around a little bit when you get there. Yeah. Um, so, but that's cool, but it's worth it because when you get down there, there's like no other riding like it. Like it's not like at Hollister where you're like, oh, let's go down this trail. And then like, you know, you always have this idea where you're like, oh, I wish I could just go off into the woods and go do my thing. You don't want to do that there because it's fucking poison oak and you don't know what's over here. Here, you're like, which way do you want to go? Well, wherever you want. You could be going straight and then just do a complete like 90 degree turn that way and then like go that way and then just like go wherever you want. Um, and what's really cool about the, the camping spot that Jim picks out is that right across the way from us, it's like this kid's playground for motorcycles. Like you go over and you could tell that like all, like there's just so much, uh, your imagination is your only limitation, right? And, and you get over there and you, you can do all types of cool stuff. So like isn't there like a berm, stuff like that? Berms and like yeah. rocks and everything's kind of like rolling. So it's not too sharp and you could get your front tire up and then roll your bike over at slow speeds. You could hit jumps over bushes and, and, and other rocks. And um, mm-hmm. then there's like some places, like there's another little spot right behind his campsite. I call it the bowl um, because it literally like when you go down and it's somebody like carved out this massive, like 40 foot, almost like a, it's like a half pipe, but like three quarters full bowl. So you can get like tons of speed and literally go sideways on it. Like the wall of death mm-hmm. all the way through it. Wow. And and it's it's probably like uh, 180. What's one more than 180? Almost 190. Yeah, it's it goes like all the way around, and then you like follow like this path, and then it goes to this like kind of slalom section downhill of like berms, where it's just like carved to the right and then carved to the left, and you're going sideways all the way down, and it drops into like this kind of bowl area where you can go like kind of go up and down at different little areas it's fucking crazy that's me i'm just like in the the middle of nowhere yeah i got video of this you you wait till you see it you're gonna be like get the fuck out of here it's so and there's nobody around there's no like like uh quads like in um hollister you gotta deal with it's just you and your friends um and it's beautiful so i have a question i have a question so this because this is kind of like wide open i'm curious 
Have you ridden wide open and how fast have you gone? Because to me, like riding in like like loose dirt, high speed sounds kind of scary. So how fast have you guys gone and what's it feel like? Well, I, so yes, we have gone wide open. I don't look down at my speed when I'm doing it because like when you're going wide open there, there's like bushes that are like three feet tall, but you can literally <laughs> drive right through the fucking bushes. Like I have, because at first I was like, dodging them and then i realized you can just drive right through it's no biggie hmm. probably shouldn't but you do um I, you know to be honest i don't know but we got to a dry lake bed and it was kind of like the um the, what do you call that the speed place bonneville. yeah bonneville yeah it was just like that all of a sudden you get on it and, and i didn't really put two and two together but all of a sudden i see jim taking off and i was like gopro footage and i'm like oh this is great you go as fast as we want and i could kind of pan behind them and then just kind of clip like zip right past them and then keep like going back and forth like behind them to get really good footage. But then I couldn't keep up. And I'm like, oh shit, Jim's going through the gears. Oh shit, Jim's trying to see how fast he can go. <laughs> and like, and then I did it on my two-stroke. And I thought my bike, my two-stroke is fast, but it's like it's like explosive fast. And I'm I'm topping out in uh fifth gear. Like, no, 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 I can't go any faster. And Jim's taking off on me. Um, so that was fucking fun. I got some really cool footage of that. And and what is and that like? Because I, I, I know you've talked before about it, like you're steering your feet. It's almost like being on water, is it? How do you describe it, Jim? Not, not on that lake. Not on that lake, but in the sand, yeah. How do you describe it, Jim? Oh, the, the, on the, the dry lake or the sand? Well, mm. uh, so, oh, I mean both. When you're, It's not pavement. Well, well, this, and you're the, going to that speed. Well, the dry lake was fun because you could just open up a dirt bike and then like, you know, like just rip just across the sand, but you're always kind of nervous too. Cause the thing that, that sneaks up on you in the desert, and I think anything that's done, it gets what fucks you up is what you, you can't see that all of a sudden you see. Yeah. So when you're doing, yeah. you know, when you're doing, you know, 60 miles an hour, it doesn't sound fast until you're on the sand and you realize it'll take me like a football field to stop. Right. Mm. So there's yeah, no, you're like, stopping is not an option. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was cool going fast on the salt flat until Mike almost took me out, motherfucker. But um, <laughs> yeah, so crazy things happen. Dude, where I love all the fucking places. He pulls a hard left, and like Dave's <laughs> like, so he's in front of us. I'm on the left. Dave's on the right, right? And we're all kind of coming together. I'm getting footage. Next thing you know, I see the and the, the thing about it is like you don't know the threshold of slipping on the dry lake. So we we're all taking these like really wide turns. We're going like sixty, so we weren't just gonna like burp, like like you know and high side. So we just start like start turning and then like your turn might be like the length of a football field because you're fucking pinning it going as fast as you can. But like, so he starts turning and I'm like, okay, I guess he's coming my way. And then like Dave's going to miss him. So like, so then it, all of a sudden he's right in between me and Dave. <laughs> and I, 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 he literally missed me by five feet going like 60 miles an hour. And I'm going 60 this way. He's going 60 into his turn. And Dave's going 60 behind him. It would have been fucking horrendous. It would have been a garage. <laughs> Just, you know, I had no Three idea. Idiots they were... crash into each other no, in the desert. No, no I was. There's miles of lake. And of course, how do we fucking crash into each other? I don't know. Oh my God. That, but we didn't. So that was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But back to your, your comment mm -hmm. about like kind of skiing is like, <clears throat> so we were in Nevada, John and I, a little while ago. And, you know, there's single track and stuff like that. And when you got off the normal trails or fire roads, it was difficult to ride. Very big rocks, cactus, shit like that. Down there in Mojave, if you get off whatever, you know, quote, road or it might be, you can just haul through the desert. Like, there's really nothing preventing you in most places. So there's a fun game. Um, I don't ski, but I think people that ski might get it. Like, if you've ever, if you ski downhill through the woods, and you're like, just pick your trail through the trees. 
and you have that floating skiing feeling, that's what it's like in the desert. When you get a, a bike up on the sand wow. and and, and I, I always go back to Jocelyn's class. Mm-hmm. You can literally, it's like I get all zinned out. You can snap a line through the scrub in the bushes, like sometimes 50 feet, sometimes 300 yards. And you, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now, but it's like this magic line you see. And then you pin it. And then the bike gets up on the, up on the sand. And then it, it's a floating feeling where you grip it with your legs and your, your weight's back. And you're just, it's like you're floating through sand. And you're hauling fucking ass. And just about then when you feel really cool, there's a perpendicular road with a three-foot <laughs> drop-off. And you're, yeah. you're you know, riding the back brake. Per- oh, my God. He's absolutely right. And then there'll be like a berm on either side where it's like a, like a two feet up. You know, you just drop in. And the thing's only 20 feet long. And you're going 60 feet. You're going 60 miles an hour. Next thing you know, you drop in it. And you're like, oh, fuck. You know, you got to like <laughs> pump the front tire up and not hopefully break the back tire. But, you know. over it. And then you just go again. Keep what going, I'll say is. Know? Fucking dirt bikes are bitching. It's amazing what yeah. modern dirt bikes are capable of. Well, Arlette, are you getting excited hearing him talk like this? Well, I, I, so I, uh, when I'd been riding like six months, um, I went to Saline Valley with some friends on the KLR and got to ride in some sand. And what it feels like to me is one of those old-fashioned sleds. Yeah. Like toboggan? Yeah. A toboggan. You to steer with your feet because I, I had no idea I was so Or a radio new. flyer yep. at the wagon. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of experience. I'd been riding six months. So I Googled how to ride a motorcycle in sand. Oh, that's a good idea. Never, wow, never thought of that. I Googled it before I went. To, I, like, I'm always Googling that shit. And it was great because like the ride out to Saline, it, it's unpaved, but it is graded. But the roads degrade over time with weather. And yeah. it really felt like dirt boot camp. So you start out and it's like perfect, smooth, graded road. And then it'd be a little bit of rocks, a little bit of sand. And as soon as you get it, then it's like one step up. So there's a point when I was like, oh, shit, this is it. It's sand. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing the thing. And yeah, you just start kind of, I just remembered like hang your butt as far back as you can go. Yeah. Don't mm. slow down and steer with your feet. And it really felt like staring wow. at toboggan. Like, Doc, you're like, made uh, for that with that big butt of yours. Probably. Yeah. I got all Ooh. kinds of ass. Yeah, I, told, uh, I had to tell Dave, we took Dave with us also. And uh, last time, I don't, I think he was maybe on a smaller bike or, or something, but he was fucking going for it. But we told him the same thing uh, when we got to the sand because like like Jim's saying, we're just ripping through this like hard pack, hard pack. Next thing you know, you're just like, oh shit, sand. And then and then your first inclination is to like, oh, slow down and go safely. Mm-mm. But like that that's what gets you in a pickle is your whole front end drops into the sand and then it starts going wishy washy and you want it, it'll just throw you off. So it's like, and I told you, just like you guys say, when you go through mud, like what do you do? Well, you, you give it more gas. <laughs> like because you get that front end up and you get that back end dug in and you just kind of, you know. Uh, glide through you know i'll I'll tack on to what mike said like um like something i was working on like this time trying to improve was and it was it was just from a youtube like a video i saw i was watching like motocross guys and this thing came up like what do you do with a rut and you know deep ass motocross ruts which are terrifying and they were like you know attack it do all these things but what clicked and it was really fun to practice in the desert was basically as soon as you're in whatever you're scared of a, don't be scared of it, but pick your eyes up to the next thing you should be scared of. And I, so, right, so I started, we were this huge berm Mike was talking about. I really got to practice it. So as soon as I entered the berm, I saw where the entrance was, and I immediately looked forward. I looked to the exit and beyond, and it was interesting, not to get all metaphysical, but it's like my mind was in the future. Like my mind and my eyes was already on yeah. the next thing that's going to fuck me Just up. Just look ahead. Because I'm already in what's fucking me up right now, this rut that's used to terrify me, but I know as long as I relax keep my elbows and eyes up and look 
at just whatever's next and let my body naturally react, it's like magic. It was it was really fun to do and fun to practice. I, I, I love that. also, you know, Jim, seeing your evolution mm-hmm. as a biker. Now, I can remember he had just come by the garage on his way to the beach where he's just going to go oh, yeah. sit on the beach in his beach chair. Sure. I was, I was thinking was just, about he was that. Dad. He was just a dad. Well, what was, <laughs> what was, sorry, but what was so, I was so psyched to have Mike there is I was, we were doing stuff I would have never done by myself. Mm-hmm. But knowing that Mike and Dave were there, we're like, hey, let's try this. And we were trying some yeah. pretty like gnarly shit. And it was really, and I wasn't terrified. I'm like, it was really fun. You got to so take cool. advantage like of the, the buddy uh, system. Yeah. Just like the, the the river crossing at uh, Huntington Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you, if anyone has a chance to go to the desert, it's magical. I would think if you weren't on a motorcycle, it would utterly suck. Yeah. But when you can cover thirty or forty miles in a day, the variety of terrain and again wildlife. I saw all sorts of wildlife because you sneak up on it. You're hauling ass. The next thing you know, rabbits and like I did a night ride. Mm-hmm. If you ever done a night ride in the See, desert, eyes everywhere. Hide, it's oh. dude it's trip oh i got i got okay okay i'll admit i got chupacabra scared <laughs> I, got, I got chupacabra vibed i rode across this nice. valley mike was talking about over to this rock section and the rocks were all trippy looking and i'm like if i see a chupacabra right now i'm gonna shit my <laughs> pants and just die so i got scared and went back yeah, to the camp you're gonna get abducted i didn't want no chupacabra action well, it's crazy too because like i couldn't imagine like we watched um from dust till dawn because I brought mm-hmm. the projector or whatever. Oh, yeah. We were watching that. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, talk- they're talking about ripping through, you know, at night and doing all this crazy shit through the desert. And it's like, I couldn't imagine going those guys' speeds from, from where we were, Jim, to the spot across and back. Just because, like, it's just so crazy. And especially in, like, the 60s and 70s with their lights. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, the drop-offs, obviously, when they come, you have no fucking clue what's happening but 20 or 30 feet ahead of you. So it's like, yeah. but they're going... That's why they make the behind design lights and the you know hundred foot lights or whatever, like so you can see yeah. what's about to kill you. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to thank you guys for the ride report. It's I'll have to admit, I'm gonna admit, Jim. Like the last, I hate sand. I actually don't like dirt that much, but I want to experience that sensation you described of floating across the sand. Mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. want. I need to add that to my my roster. I, shit. I would cool put it right next bit. to learning how to wheelie. I would put it right next to that. So if you want to do one, you may as well learn okay. the other. Yeah. Um, now I'm interested. But, oh. you know, it strikes me it's it's beyond just riding dirt. It's the whole where you are, you're in the moment. It's, yeah. it's it, it really is beyond just riding motorcycles. It's a sense of adventure because we were in spots, like Mike said, we were all, we were off the grid, like – Mm. off the off the grid like i don't even know if my garmin would have worked in some of these spots and it was cool it was fun so anyway well i know you guys love it and one of these times i want you guys to give us a detailed list of what you bring to be prepared because i know both of you love to have all the things uh jim i know you've got all the tools and we're we're like the odd couple jim (laughs) it's awesome and mike you love to bring i'm a maximalist I know, yeah. Jim likes to bring just the essentials that you need to repair, fix, l- survive, and and Mike likes to bring all these fun, cool things. So let's save that for another show, because right now we need to get to a couple emails. Email time, Emma. <laughs> Hello, okay, darling. Couple there. Can you read your first one, please? <laughs> I have yeah. to this track day, so I'm gonna. All right. All right, right, have fun, Mike. All right, ciao, Mike. Good luck tomorrow, buddy. I'll give you the ride report about this one later. Hey, what bike are you bringing on on this track day? CBR. Uh, CBR 1000. I'm going to Sonoma Raceway. Oh, you didn't bring your supermoto with you? 
Nah, I want to get to know the track first. Okay. I want to. I want to make love. I want to make love to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Righty. Sure. Oh, be safe out there. Later, Enjoy bro. the carousel. So, um, Bye, I have an email here from Brett Farrell, hey, and Brett. it's it's entitled. Now, hold on there. Oh. Um, oh. Uh-oh. Miss Emma mentioned, just very briefly Hold underlined, on. that she blew up the trident. Mm. Come on, don't keep us in suspense. Tell us all the sordid details because inquiring minds want to know. And I shall tell you at the end of this email. Blew up Brett, the trident. Huh? I did blow up the trident. P.S. The nice yellow 74 trident I bought and wrote you about a while back has been sitting unloved and unrideable for a few months now while I've been dealing with terrible vibration from the primary... Worse than a twin above 3,500 RPM. Hmm. Um, seems the clutch was well balanced from the factory, but the cush drive was way out. That is not actually uncommon, Brett. Um, eight grams at the edge of the cush drive, which equates to 40 newtons, which is also four kilograms of force at 3,000 RPM. No wonder I had some crack parts on the bike when I got it. Um, Tridents are interesting because you ride them. And you initially think, God, they're really smooth. But they're not. They're kind of buzzy. And if you look at all the um, tins on a Trident, usually they're cracked. They're notorious fender crackers. And it's usually sort of weird ancillary shit like cush drives and clutches. But anyway, here we go. Interesting nerdy fact, he goes on. Did you know that on Earth, one Newton is equivalent to the force applied by the weight of an average-sized apple? Cool, eh? That's cool. Well, hmm. I mean, the the laws of gravity were really um, figured out by Sir Isaac Newton, mm-hmm. who started the whole process. I mean, he was sitting in his garden and he saw an apple fall out of a tree. And that's, he's like, that's why they call it Newtonian mechanics. Yes. Why did it do that? Why did it fall to the ground? So there you go. All goes back to him. Um, anyway, back to his trident. He hopes to get it all back together this weekend for a test ride. And hopefully it's as smooth as it can be. Um, I plan some big tours around the country next summer. Well, good luck with that, Brett. Yeah, man. Do it. Do um, the thing. Adios and keep up the good work, folks. Until knock, we miss him. Ah. Come back, all this forgiven. Well, here oh, you are. He's back. Oh, now you just can't wait to get rid of me. I know how this works. <laughs> Brett from a very autumny feeling Switzerland. You know, I miss the seasons in Europe because it's right around this time. You really get that autumn feeling, mm. and mm-hmm. it's this is a high summer. However, the Trident, yes, I blew up the Trident, naughty Emma. And the reason I blew up the Trident, you know, I was stuck with some fairly insignificant fueling problems with that bike, which I was like, I'm just going to deal with them down the road. And I was giving it the beans, going up a hill, mm. and... um. <coughs> My fuel supply for number one carb just quit. Mm. And so basically what happened, I had um, carbs two and three going, yeah, let's go. And carb one was asleep at the wheel. And so basically I hold a piston. Mm. And I put, um, yeah, I put a dime size hole in the piston. So your insignificant fueling problem became a significant problem. Right. So um, what I have done is I have spent just buku bucks on that bike i thought i'm going to bring it back better than ever so i got all new pistons um i sent them out east to my uh, machine shop that i use out there and i got like a really high-tech thermal barrier on it 
It's real oh, massive like stuff. Top coated something. Um, yeah, and then I got a molly coat on the skirt, so they're super slippery. Nice. And then, funnily enough, um, Brent was talking about his his primary. Uh, I'm putting a um, Tony Hayward belt primary drive in it, mm. which has arrived from England, and I've got these glorious friggin' Makuni pumpers, which I just mm. got from Australia. Wow. How much did those set you back? A lot. Wow. Yeah. Are they like flat slides or something? Like yeah, the flat slides with pumpers. Yeah. Set up on a rack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a bolt-on kit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing you're like nice. $800 in for those. Oh, God, way shipping. more than that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, um, pumpers wow. aren't cheap, especially like the flat slide. <laughs> and so you get the you yeah. get the three slat sli- flat slides. They're already set up on the rack. They're yeah. choked. They've got mm. the pumpers. You get the um, aluminium intake manifolds, you get the rubbers, you get the throttle cables, you even get a twist grip. I mean, it's yeah. ab- and a bunch of jets, so you can just set yeah, it up just so. You're not fucking around, huh? You just went, no, I got the full kit. And I got yeah. these awesome Mikuni Oz stickers, because they nice. came from Australia yeah. land. God damn, dude. Um, they make good stuff down there, don't they? Oh, shit, they yeah. They great um, stuff. So... I've got the belt drive, ceramic-coated pistons, Mikuni bumpers, and a couple of other secret source things that I'm doing to it. So cool. it's it's coming back better than ever. So there you go. Right on. Right. Tra-la-la. Arlette, Very nice. you're up. All right. Got an email here from Charlie Snellgrove. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, Liza. <laughs> hey. I hope you're well and staying safe. I am. Thanks. Just popping over a quick email with some questions about Chikistan 2022. Wow. Well, then. I've been You're the perfect person to answer this. I know. It's so crazy. I've been meaning <laughs> to email you since you started talking about the trip back in August, but have just been re-inspired by your latest podcast. Mm. Firstly, I'm inquiring for my mother, who rode when she was younger and often rides pillion with me now. Oh, hello. She's been going through some tough times, and I can think of nothing better for her to look forward to than an awesome ride in Pakistan. She doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to be buying her a CBF-125 and signing her up to get her CBT, UK learner's license. My plan is to get her out on the roads with me and my brother and even do some UK camping trips next summer. However, my ultimate goal is to get her out of her comfort zone and fingers crossed to Pakistan with you guys. I'm going to stop you there, Alec, because um, what you didn't realize, and I'm sorry, we should have let you know ahead of time. You have to read it in the accent from the country from which it came. (laughs) So you've got to read the remainder in a British accent. You fancy yourself an actor, dear. I don't. <laughs> um, I'll let you read it to the next closest country in a French accent. <laughs> Germany, dog. Uh, they'll speak English there, so I'll continue as I've been doing this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Will you, Liza, or any other misfits be doing Chickistown in 2022? Well, yes. you will. <laughs> it sounds like yes, unless many things go wrong in a row. But yeah. Uh, and is a UK CBT valid to use in Pakistan? Yes. Great. Yeah. Well, nice. no one ever asks us for a license. Yeah, no. I figure at that point <laughs> you just go, "What? I'm a tourist. What?" and just look confused. So if um if he's in doubt about his mom, what you do is you go into the nearest RAC or AA shop. And AA in England's not what it is in America. And <laughs> you say, "I would like an international driving license, please." And you give them like twenty pounds, and they give you an international driving license. You don't have to yeah, take a test or anything, really but you probably don't even need it. So, but what you do need, and Arlette, you can back me up on this. <clears throat> It'd be great to have somebody coming on a ride like this, but I recommend having some dirt bike, dirt experience, mm-hmm. and I also recommend having some track experience. I 
Neither I, is necessary, but both of them give you the tools. Anyone who doesn't have that, for instance, there was someone on our trip who was very uncomfortable in the corners and became, she was going much slower than everyone else. And there were some people who are very uncomfortable in the dirt, but going much slower than everyone else. And I don't think it's enjoyable experience if you're not confident. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be great. I always say, like, take a class may give you just that confidence and skills to mm-hmm. be able to do it. Yeah. But have some experience. Definitely. Well, I've been telling people, like, it's shocking to me because this is the first trip or group ride I've been on where I was one of the fast ones. That mm-hmm. right. never happens. But I was telling people, even on the trip, like, my weird grab bag of mediocre dirt skills, mediocre track mm-hmm. skills, and lane splitting in California set me up perfectly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. um, and, and late, there was important. somebody who really was uncomfortable all, all the splitting in traffic. Yeah, who slowed everything up, and that made it hard for me, who's trying to keep the group together. But I think those people were not enjoying the ride at that time. Yeah, well, and I think that's part of why I wasn't as tired at the end of the day as some people because I just wasn't working as hard because right. I yeah, had yeah, familiarity. Sure. You don't have to be highly skilled. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a fast rider, but you want to be a confident rider and have all those skills. So. Yeah. It's going to be a year or close to a year mm-hmm. before Chickistan 2022. So what we would like from you, Arlette, come back on the show fairly regularly and update people about it or use the show as a conduit. So, Charlie, get your mom some skills. RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. There and you go. To touch with Arlette. All right, I, we've got- I- it yeah. seemed like the best advice for Pakistan, though, was to get like a Trail 70, pump the tires up to 90 PSI, and ride around on fire roads for a month. Then well, you'll be ready for Pakistan. Also the traffic. That's a big <laughs> and thing. Traffic. Oh, traffic. traffic. Like, yeah. One reason that I did pretty well in traffic is like a lane split. I live in Oakland where our traffic is no joke. We have yeah. crappy pavement. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, I'm used to chasing one of my buddies through San Francisco in traffic. And like, so I had a kind of comfort level with it that meant yep. if oncoming traffic didn't terrify me or make I, me stop. I tell you what i am nowhere near as wary of riding in san francisco as i am in oakland oakland is brutal yeah you'll get motorcycle jacked at a stoplight well not <laughs> these days it's it's go no, i mean oakland's gentrified <laughs> but traffic wise it's brutal yeah okay oh, yeah. emma you had one more i don't know if we have time to get to it is it something you can answer quickly well it's not even a, a an answering i'm just going to read it because it's a very very nice okay. email this is from samuel broman hey samuel. hey samuel hello misfits my name is sam broman and i came to santa cruz a couple of months ah, ago with right. my dad mm. i yeah. was riding a bmw r90 and my dad was riding a harley mm-hmm. electroglide yeah, I apologize for the very late thank you to Liza and your whole crew. We showed up to the shop on Friday night and Liza, Charlie and Micah right. were in the shop changing tires on one of your race bikes. It was the weekend that Charlie had proposed to Micah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, nice. yeah, I took him to dinner and Charlie and Micah were at the restaurant right. <laughs> trying to propose and we're that, just watching from the window. Taco Bell? I, oh my God. No, they went somewhere nice. I really appreciate you taking us out to the wharf for mm-hmm. dinner on Friday night mm-hmm. and taking the time to show us Santa Cruz. I really appreciate Charlie and Jim meeting us Saturday morning mm-hmm. and showing us all the great roads that the area had to offer. Brad. We even got to stop at Emma's new shop yeah. and nice. got to see her awesome collection of motorcycles. I would have to say that Tubbo or the Trident were my two favorite bikes there. That was pre-blow-up on the Trident. <laughs> um, 
After listening to the show for so long, it feels like I know the crew, and when I met you all for the first time, you had accepted me and my dad as one of your own. Well, you are. You're, of course you're a misfit, darling. I will remember that as one of the best motorcycle trips with my dad because you made it something very special. Hell yeah, dude. I appreciate everything you do. Never stop and keep having fun in Santa Cruz, San Broman, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That yeah. was a great Thank day. Thank you. That was they, good. They visited, like, awesome. let's go to the yeah. mountains. It's like, no, let's go to Emma's shop. When we came back through Elkhorn Slough, yes. that, was, that was a wonderful day of riding. All right, so, and, yeah. and I know right. we're going over, but I just got one more because it's along the same lines. Okay. And this yeah. is from Doug from Portland. Hello, Doug. Hey, says, I've been Doug. meaning to let you know just how amazing my visit to your area was. And I officially thank those of you that helped push me into coming down. My meeting with Craig Vetter went so much better than I could have imagined. Remember, mm. he said he wanted to meet Craig. Right. I yeah. said, wow. I'll make it happen. Uh, being welcome to his home, meeting his wife, Carol, and their dog, Frank, was epic. Then Morgan showed me around the shop, and we talked for a while about all of the treasures in there. And there are. Then, as a capper, yeah. I went to Moto Town Whoop. to visit with nice. Miss Emma and, and Mike. Went on a mission to get the Orange Rebel, then out to dinner at an English pub. I even got a ride in Miss Emma's kitty. I did <laughs> stop by the Recycle Garage for a picture and was verbally assaulted by your security system. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by Jim. So that was fun. Special nice. thanks again for the hospitality. Sorry you were on your world travels and missed my visit, but I think I'll be back. Special thanks to Morgan Vetter and Miss Emma Aww. from Hurricane Doug. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Doug's a solid cool. cat. You know, he we met him at the one show. He'd got this glorious sportster that he's had forever. Oh, yeah, I remember. And he's just the neatest guy. Um, and he listens to our show, which makes him a Hell very yeah. special but person. I, I love both it, of those are people who just came by and yeah, just had a great, great weekend. Well, here. you know, the the game changer was really my shop because yeah. if you can't come on a Sunday, come come and see me. I'll host you in the Speaking week. Speaking of which, Emma, yes, how do people find information about you and your show? Well, I am quite a secret. Yes, Liza's waving her fist at me because nobody knows how to find me, <laughs> and. All I can tell you is I am an extremely talented motorcycle mechanic and a complete idiot when it comes to IT. Um, the best way to find out what's going on at the shop, and I'm going to be doing a little bit more diligence actually putting up information. I have an Instagram um, page, which is Emma Booten 1962 I would like to make a suggestion. Yes. Possibly you could have somebody make you a very simple website. Just I think I need to because... And, and maybe we know somebody in the room... Is that you? Who we probably could do. do it. Liza just Is there anyone here who knows how to build a website? I don't know how to do it. Arlette, <laughs> what do you do for a living? I am a front-end web developer. Oh, oh and, look and at I that. Have a, I have a domain hosting account. I would be happy to host a domain app. Well, look at that. You see, you've lost me already. I don't I know. even know what a domain like app a is. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, we'll figure it out. maybe Arlette can help you for a small sum. I do have a I'm not asking anything rate. for free. <laughs> uh, make you a, a website that just has all the basic information. Like right. What because kind of bikes I mean, you work on? At the moment. Um, because I'm a specialist, I only work on, on foreign and domestic bikes. Yes. That's all I work on. <laughs> and you wa you won't pay more elsewhere. Perfect. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Maybe we can get you... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would like that because I'm working with word of mouth and I am busy. Um, 
but I mean, ultimately, I'd like people to be able to get a hold of me and, you know, have this interactive thing mm -hmm. where if I service somebody's bike, they can like, yeah, thank you, you Emma, or you did a complete horse's ass on my bike and I hate you completely. You should do a OnlyFans oh. when you fix your bike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> $2, Good. I'll torque this right, so just a pound making over. making things happen. And then um, next week, hopefully, Bagel will tell us what the heck that igloo cooler thing is behind him. That looks like it's part of a scooter. That's a scooter. <laughs> is that, That's a this is my Heinkel. Ah, yeah. there. My hands have oh, touched your, that. Oh, your HE triple one. Is it? Yavol. Yavol. Does it have the sirens on there, or is that no? That's a Stuka. No. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I've been I've been working working on on uh, tightening up an oil leak. Yeah. Ah. Bagel Stuka. <laughs> I think Snoopy they, they might cannot, shoot him down. Let the oil out, you know. This is not proper. <laughs> well, I think already we got plenty okay. to talk about on the next now, show. Now we've um, upset all our German listeners. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the thanks. Arnett, thanks for coming down yes. today. Yeah. Coming I hope you had bro. fun. You got the, yeah. the whole treatment of what the garage is like. <laughs> oh, that's show. good people. Were you verbally assaulted, if not by the security system, by one of us? <laughs> no, I was verbally assaulted by my new dirt bike. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's your... Oh, lucky yeah. you. Which, when I was told about it, was told as a WR250. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Uh, yeah. Not YZ250F. Yeah. No, YZF250, right? Yes, I googled it's it. A, it's a YZ250F. It's, it's comparing it to a WR is like a WR is a house cat. Um, um, a YZ is in fact a tiger. Yeah, I had no because uh, we actually when we were I think walking up to Kalash in Pakistan, Liza turns to me and is like, "Oh, are you interested in buying a dirt bike?" And I said, "Yes." And she's like, okay, because, you know, mine's selling his, but he's storing it here. And I'm just like, yes, and I whatever. pulled out yes. the title from my backpack <laughs> that I brought with me. To Pakistan. <laughs> Moin, sign this now. I'm selling your bike. Uh, yeah. And he got confused by the form, so you had to, like, check off all the places mm, where his yeah. signature goes. Deals were made. Yeah. Mm. but so, And nice. I had no hesitation whatsoever, but definitely once we got it started today and I heard it screaming for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, what <laughs> oh, have I done? We all yes. heard it. Yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> well, that means you can be coming next week and maybe uh -huh. the week after right. that. And so yeah. I'm looking forward course, to you coming down. Yeah. As Thanks soon as it fires me. up, I just go tearing off down the street. I did so notice. No helmet, no jacket. No helmet and a flat tire. Well, I noticed people <laughs> trying to kickstart it and what it wouldn't. And the good. first time oh, it fired up, I, just, I looked over God, Emma so kickstarted it. We had guy after guy. It was like Excalibur. They wanted their turn <laughs> to get up there. Stone. Trying to start it. And Emma just like, let me do it. She gets up there, rip, 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 rip bang, ging, 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 yeah, yeah. goes. And yeah. I just turn to the guys, I'm like, who the man? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That shit. It was yeah. awesome. Owning, owning blokes awesome. is what I do. Awesome. I got I got a dirt bike that I kicked. That, that's fine by me, but not anybody else's. No, thank you. <laughs> no. That's all, y'all. <laughs> all right. I think we're ready to wrap up here. Um, get out of here. Big thanks. To, of course, to all of our Patreon subscribers. Who are the finest human beings on the planet. Love you guys. Yes, we do. Doc, Thank you. Physically, coming, if we could. We're coming into fall, which means winter. We need to design our new t-shirt for next oh, year. Pumpkin spice oh, t-shirts. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. Oh. Let's fucking do it, son. There's a pumpkin spice? I didn't know. Is that a new one? There, there is oh, now. Geez. I like the spice. Can it have glitter? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck it. We, live, we only live this for so long, you know? And thank you to everyone who emails us in. We appreciate it. And our visitors, of course. We like had our great friends visitors from Alaska today. today. The dudes, they were from and Alaska. They I had were a visitor awesome. yesterday drop by in a Goldwing, which 
started a whole other train of thought. I'm going to share on another podcast because I don't know. I we might I might see my future. Don't say it. Come by. Have I don't a burrito. Know. I don't have know. a beer. I don't know. Get a verbally assaulted. It'll be dope. But yeah, thanks to Matt dropping by. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks uh, to all of our listeners. We appreciate it. We wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you guys. I really do love these emails that we get and for helping people out and, and meeting people when they come by. We just have so much fun doing it. I'll share something. Uh, there's a dude uh, in Australia, Pricey, mm-hmm. right? Does podcast stuff too anyway uh he's been emailing me pictures like like they caught a chronic they caught a crocodile the other day anyway i just want to give a shout out to him because we've been messaging back and forth but that's how cool the podcast is i got a friend in australia long-haul trucker doing crazy shit They're oh like yeah in, wow. I, i've seen that cat I, I it's just wild but it's so fun to be able to like i sent him a picture of something and it, him and his homie caught a fucking alligator <laughs> i'm like dude <laughs> Anyway, shout out to Australia. Um, yeah. You're coming back a next week, Arlette. Mate. I think so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so next week you'll tell us what your up the butt bike is. Okay. So you got some you've, time to prepare. Ooh, oh, you've a got teaser. a week to think about. I already it, know and it what it is. Better be good. We'll see. All right. Next time. We'll so thank you, well. everyone, for sticking with us. We really appreciate. it. Yeah. Time to get out of here. Thank you. Uh, this is Liza. We verbally assaulted you, Arlette. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, darling. This is a knock. Bagel. <laughs> and we're out of here. Cool. 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 cool.